Welcome to Xbox Voice of the Xbox Community. This is episode 80, and I'm your host, Dustin. It's awesome. We've hit 80 episodes. It's so great. And today, I have plenty of people to talk to. Plenty of retro game news to go over. News? News. But we can make some news, you know? Fucking Battletoads is coming back, baby. We'll say Super uh, Mario Brothers sucks, (laughs) and that'll make the news, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we could say something like Super Mario suffers through the same racist issues as blacks in America today. I've heard a headline like that somewhere, but I think we can use it. Um, but joining me this week, I have Vern. Welcome to the show, Vern. The one and only. The Golden Throat. The Golden Throat. Hello. We also have Tim Dog. Welcome back, Tim. What's going on? That's it. That's all I get. And he's not going to be recording this. He said he's not going to start recording until five minutes in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After his <So>. monologue. <laughs> and our special guest today is One Saint, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. our retro correspondent. That's right. How are you guys doing tonight? Saint. Awesome. One Saint. One Saint, Chris. Saint, yeah. Saint predicted uh, the Windows event pretty... pretty uh, yeah, pretty good. I had a, had a couple uh, good predictions in there. Pretty Test much got it all first. right, except for Forza. You said they were going to have a demo of Forza, but uh, I thought they would have yeah. a demo of Forza. Actually, I a, a buddy of mine who works at Cobo Hall, where they had the uh, North American International Auto Show, and he had told me he had seen Major Nelson. So I was like, "Yeah, they're announcing Forza Five there." Yeah, you were pretty I much. Mean, what so. else would they announce there? But I mean, at the same time, like once they, uh, the pro, oh, I think it was like the program god came out and it was like Xbox announcement. Like everybody was like, it's either gonna be Forza Motorsport or it's gonna be like a Forza Rally Sport game, one or the other. But we all know how that rounded up. It's like Forza Motorsport. Well, it's still my count. If if it's shocking news, <laughs> hey, it's gonna be. It won't disappoint, Burn. It, it will, will not. not at it will all. not. Disappoint. Says PR. Says PR. <laughs> I think it's a DirectX 12 title. I could see that yeah, being... I'd agree. I, yeah, I could see that. sure about that. Yeah. Um, I could see... Uh, so, so Saint would be actually technically right if it was shown at GDC. Forza? Yeah. you Because you said that was going to be the first demo. You probably yeah, well, I, would, I would think they would show something at GDC. Yeah. It just seems the right time. Yeah. Now, does that mean it'll be on PC too? No. That's the question. I don't think it will be. Not, not maybe any if year. They show or two? It off as a, if they show it off as a DX12 title, I'm saying no. Um, they might bring it to PC. Yeah. If they show it that way. I, I would think now, a, definitely after some exclusivity on the Xbox One, I think then they would bring it to the PC. Mm hmm. Whenever we get now, I think... I think it would help it. Oh, I'm sorry, Tim. Go ahead. No, I think whenever we get a DX12 title, we're just going to have that. That's going to inherently be the talk, because you're dealing with something... Well, Fable Legends already. Yeah, you're just dealing... You know, you're just dealing... I personally think they're going to just hold on to the heavy, heavy console exclusives, but a lot of DX12 titles, you just... It's going to be, you know, they're going to be synonymous with each other. Because it's talking two months to really port, or even shorter, you know, when you get used to the tools and stuff. Um, 
So no, but like the simulation game market is mainly on PC anyway, right. and Microsoft doesn't have a presence there. It would make sense for them. Like Forza makes sense on PC. It yeah, really Forza does. Six would be perfect for PC. Um, would that? Piss I agree. There fit. would be some time exclusivity on Xbox One six months before it would hit the PC, right, but right. It, it makes a lot of sense for them to port it over. I mean, that's the thing. They might go full full head on with this. It is a possibility. I don't know how the fans would react because it, it, it's an ammo against the competition. And, you know, that's what it seems to be about these days. No, but the market's so small. Well, that's why they might just it's, keep it, though. It, it's ammo for fanboys on forums. It's not <laughs> ammo for most people, though. That's what you got to remember. I agree, but... You know, when something like that comes about, you know, things get it blow up, and sometimes you know it gets bigger and bigger. So, to me, I, I like I said, my take is the heavy hitters: Gears, Halo, uh, Forza, maybe Fable. you know, yeah, well, no, well, not Fable, but you know, uh, yeah, Banjo, Battletoads. Yeah, that I don't see those. Ga- I think like if it's a real heavy. He does. I, I think they're going to do a Perfect Dark Zero or whatever. Uh, something with that. I don't think that might go to PC because I do think that they're going to try to have some exclusivity. But I do see other games ranging, like a Fable Legends. Sunset Overdrive. I bet that comes. Yeah, to PC. like that exactly. And Sunset Overdrive Two, maybe you know, it could be a, a, on both platforms. A crossplay game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hope they make Sunset Overdrive Two. It makes sense for them too. Such a good game. No, but it's sold decently. It's a nice new IP for them. <clears throat> it's definitely going to get a sequel. Yeah, first yeah. one. It's a great game. It's uh, it is a great game. Colorful, I don't know if it's get a sequel fun, or not. fast. It, uh, you know, when a lot of people always wanted that first. What's the first game on Xbox One to own? And Sunset Overdrive definitely helped push that over the edge. I think. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, yeah, Forza Horizon Two is a big seller for yeah. like a console seller for a, a small group of people. Um, and then the Master Chief Collection brought in a lot of console sales, even though it hasn't been very successful with the multiplayer mode. Now, do you guys think the white console will make an appearance again, or do you think that's just strictly Sunset Overdrive? And that's yeah, it? I think it'll come back. It'll it'll show up. There's too much demand for I it. I wish they'd sell a standalone white Maybe controller. Maybe with Quantum Break. Yeah, yeah uh, Quantum that's break. pretty simple. I mean, I've tweeted, uh, you know, Aaron and, and Phil thousands of times about the white controller. I mean, that's to me, that stuff is simple. I, you know, but maybe there's something behind the scenes that we don't know. But, you know, the white controller is just an easy sell. It would sell. You know, you make so-and-so amount, it would probably sell out. I, I, I would buy two. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice controller. It looks good. It does. I agree. It looks much better. Than, I, I mean, the black one I like, but I think the white just really pops. Everyone likes the controller that's not the same color as the console. Like when you get a Wii and it's a white and it's white, you're like, man, I want to try out one of those black controllers. You know, <coughs> it's kind of how it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm the only person on the planet. I like my black Xbox. I do. It, it Fits disappears in, the... in my entertainment system like Absolutely. it's supposed to. Uh-huh. And, you know, I don't think the pl- like I'm looking at all I got all three consoles side by side right now. I like that they're black. I don't want a white or neon or like it's nice to have something that looks like that looks like it belongs under a TV. It's fine. Like it, it doesn't look like out of place. Yeah, maybe we use white and it looks out of place. I got a black Wii U. 
it's good. I brought it up. I think I think overall, I brought it up on my Twitter. I was joking around with um before, but I do think that a slim Xbox with a new design would really, I I think it would do the system really good because I think people, not you know not us because we're core you know core gamers or people that are really involved, but I think just general consensus of people when they see something and it looks futuristic. It kind of changes perception, and I think the Xbox One. I I love the system, but I just think it comes off. Does it? It just comes off as plain. A VCR. Yes, and then, you know, I, I always remember I was working one day, and there was there was kids, and they were playing Wii U, and they were talking about Xbox and PlayStation. I was just listening, and the girl, the teenage girl, brought up the fact that like she was calling it a VCR. So it, it, the word gets around. Uh, and, and perception is, is to yeah. me a big deal. So I think they could really, if they make a really slick console, I know I would buy one. I'm pretty yeah, sure many, that. I'm sorry, Tim. How many of these kids, though, that call it a VCR actually have seen a VCR? <laughs> that's yeah, true. That's <laughs> I have seen VCRs. I've used, I, I, there is no traction control on the front of the Xbox One. I kind of wish there was. It'd be kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe I'm just scraping but, the scraping because I have no idea. Like last last month, they lost in MPD. I mean, it, the, the the perception. They lost two weeks at a yeah expensive price. I, they have a really good deal going right now. That they, they, and they're ch- yeah, and it's it's got sales going up right away. Yeah, it's going up. But you know, I mean, to me, it's just pretty clear that the Xbox from day one has provided a better gaming experience. The services just blow. Away. I mean, I can only imagine in two years. There's no way Sony's keeping up with this. Chill, this, chill. In my chill. opinion, I don't, I don't know. I like the modern look at the Xbox One. I like it. I a might lot, be too. the only one. No, I like it. I think it. Uh, I like it too. I like just the solid blackness. Just you know, when you're in the room and you got it watching a movie and it's dark, and you know, just the Xbox logo lights up. Well, yeah. I think it just looks really cool. Yeah, it's not like a big shining blue logo like the or like strip like with the PlayStation Four. Yeah. It doesn't look like a Cylon. Like it's gonna come alive and start shooting you. And it doesn't need to be a yellow strip when it's off. It's just off. Really? Yeah. Well, to me, I think this di- not not to be like I, I, I'm sorry not not to interrupt you, Tim. I like the modern look. I like the the fact that they decided to make the Connect and the console both sixteen by nine. That way, it matches your 16 by 9 screen. That way, it just fades away. I think that's where most adults are going to want it. I mean, don't get me wrong. The GameCube was an awesome-looking little fucking cube. That was cool. Don't forget about the handle. Yeah, it had a fucking handle (laughs) on it. It's so stupid. It's so portable. (laughs) The Wii is a beautiful console. When you look at it, how they angled it and everything. That's tiny, sand. It's, It's a pretty little thing. But it's still, it doesn't look like it should be under an adult's fucking entertainment center. I don't know. To me, it's like I said, it's perception and, and I, I don't think that the, it's doing them favors, to be honest. I mean, it's still a great system and everything, but the design, I think, in a way, it, it has brought a little bit of a neg- negative stigma to it. Um, mm-hmm. And, I don't, you know, that's just my opinion. I, I don't really think it matters. Well, it, it, it pulls away from a kid's console right. and turns into this adult console. Right. And the question is, is well, are games for kids or not? And yes, they are. They're for kids. They're for adults. They're for everybody. And yeah, a new slim console that fucking has a more bizarre look to it might sell better to kids. 
but I think the majority of the complaining are from like 15 year old kids that don't really even have the money to buy the console anyway. They're like, it's a VCR. It's like, right. well, no, it's the Xbox doesn't look like a VCR. It actually looks like a six disc changer for CDs. And I'm a okay, fan. I'm a fan of the white one, though. I mean, I have a white one, so and and it's just to me, it's it's a gorgeous console. It, it's it's much better. It's still still. I don't like the design, the blockiness of it, but it's still much better than the black. To me, I understand what you're saying that it fades away. To me, it just speaks more futuristic of what Xbox really is. It's just I don't know why. Maybe it's just. Do you have a white TV? No, I have a white Xbox. No, but do you have a white entertainment stand? I'm trying to see figure where, where this is just sitting. No, I, I, like my, I have a black entertainment stand with, with a all, black stereo, black stand, <laughs> all black, a black TV, a black stereo, a black like everything black fucking speakers. black. Yeah, exactly. Like it, I don't need a fucking neon green fucking yeah, console to say, too. "Hey, this is fucking a video game console. You should play fucking well, Sunset." No, it just needs to be. Well, I'll tell you one hey, thing: look, the, the Sunset <laughs> Sunset Overdrive. They couldn't find. They were, it was sold out in two weeks, and all I kept seeing no, you're right. I saw green birds. They didn't make many of them, too. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't make any, because if they had made some more, they would have sold everyone, that, that, every, every one of them. Because, I mean, there was some demand for that. And it was number one. Yeah. It almost, I think it did hit number one when there was like five SKUs in the top 20. It was like at least top five or something. But it, I'm not saying the white's not a beautiful console, it is a console. Uh, I did try to get an X. I, I, in my house right now, there are three Xbox Ones. They're all black. I tried to get a white one because I wanted one. Why do you have a third? A I understand why you have two, but Jason has one and I have one, okay. but I have a second one. Why? For my own, because I have upstairs TV, downstairs TV, and I don't feel like taking a console <laughs> upstairs and downstairs. You crazy? I have. I share so my I have... two consoles. What? It's like I can understand because having two Xbox is like having. In a way, it's just a shared console to me. Everything that goes on on both of those consoles. Oh yeah, I have two in my household too. It's completely shared, and that's why I go completely digital. And that's why you know, I mean, you could actually have somebody from Xbox Live on your guest account downstairs playing Call of Duty, and you could be playing on your Xbox upstairs on your uh, Xbox Live, and you're only playing off of really one Xbox Live account, but two people yeah, are playing. That's awesome. Two different games, so and you still get all the shared Xbox yeah. Live benefits too. It's really cool. The sharing on Xbox done well. I do. I share also a PlayStation Four with a, a friend of mine on Twitter. Um, Does that work as well? I don't think so. I don't think so because his his achievements come up on my achievements when he like if he rents a game, he sets his playstation 4 is primary setting it up first of all is a nightmare compared to setting up xbox it's an absolute nightmare we and him tried for a week and a half we figured it out that we had to make his console the primary console with my uh you know psn account on it and then i had to just sign in on my psn account as a secondary console but what happens is when he rents a game and he plays it like dying light or shadow of modor it shows up on his, on, on it shows up on my like I played it or my achievements. I guess because it's associated with the PlayStation Four on Xbox, I think it's a completely separate experience, which is pretty cool. Because if you have, you know, people like their gamer tags, they like gamer scores. So to me, I, I do think that Xbox sharing is better, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I haven't dissected the PS4 side of it where I know the ins and outs, but. It, 
uh, Xbox is definitely uh, easier to set up. I can tell you that much, and it seems to flow better with your gamer tags. Mm-hmm. All right, I think it's time for some emails, right? Yeah, we go to emails. We can move along. Alan writes in, Hello, fucktarts. Aww. Just want to say hello to you. Hello. I'm not saying that. Fellow fucktart. <laughs> very nice. I listen to you guys bitch and complain about games and Xbox on podcasts during work, which definitely makes my day go by quickly. And I do enjoy listening to you guys. I had a question. I enjoy playing first-person shooter games, but my ultimate favorite game is Ghost Recon Future Soldier, which is a third-person shooter and one of the best games on out there besides FIFA. I didn't follow much of gaming news or games news because of work and on my time off, I just play on tons of games. I picked out my Xbox. Oh shit! What happened to my monitor? It's going to sleep. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! That's what happens when you don't play with your mouse, kids. You go blind. Um, let's see, where was I? Time off. I played tons of games. I picked out my Xbox One on the first day at launch since I haven't found a great game that I can truly enjoy like the way I enjoyed playing Ghost Recon games. Is there any news on any games, any good games, like it coming out or another Ghost Recon game on Xbox One? I honestly would love to see Ghost Recon on Xbox One. Don't care about the graphics as long as the great gameplay. As long as it has great gameplay. I have added you guys on Xbox One as a friend. My gamer tag is BLC Leo. He's he's stalking us. I like it. BLC. I'll <laughs> sign him up. Friends for life. <laughs> yeah. All right. So first of all. No Ghost Recon. Me and Vern talked about this. No Ghost Recon yet, but The Division is coming. Yes. That is a Tom Clancy game. Mm-hmm. It is in third person. It, it and more requires likely, team it's play. Be, yes, it's going to probably be the closest thing you get to a Ghost Recon game. I don't think there would be a Ghost Recon game for at least another three or four years at this point. Yeah, the last one that came out was a free-to-play game um, that didn't do that death. well so yeah it's true it's i agree with the question it should be a, 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 i was thinking about that the other day uh it's a great ip and um you know, need a little it seemed like it was going down remember when it did the connect i remember there was a connect exclusive uh feature with ghost recon but that i just i just think it went a little south but i think that's a, a really good idea for an ip you know for either platform but, it'll, uh, yeah, it'll come back eventually, but if you want to scratch the itch, I, yeah, The Division's the one to look out for. And if you want another Tom Clancy game, there's a new Rainbow Six game coming in the future. Yeah, yeah well. that's Rainbow Six good. went away for a while, and it, it um, seemingly might be coming back. If you want something kind of tactical and slow-paced, you could also try that uh, Sniper game. We, it's ten, it's on sale for 10 bucks right now. On yeah. That's game nothing sale. like a it isn't. Ghost I know. Recon game. I know, though. but if you just want something to... It's fun to just snipe like, and go and slow. Yeah. That's about it. It's hard to get this, because I think the the Division will end up being more like a, a third-person Rainbow Six than even Ghost Recon is. Yeah. Because Ghost Recon, for people that don't know, is more like you're out in a fucking field. There's enemies like what, like miles away, and you slowly fucking send your teams in certain directions, 
regroup and then and slowly the take everybody out. Mm-hmm. It's it's it's, it's definitely a unique gameplay. Like it's not. It's really good. Though. I loved it. I lo- I remember used to that one board where you. Oh, could... that was a. That was a big 360 game. When it yeah, came out, I played that all the time. That one board with the houses, you hid in the house, and then across the way there was the. You could run up to that to that grass thing in the water, and, and you get you you go down and you shoot. It was a great game. Just very like you yeah. said, it was you had to get position. And very, a lot of talking in that game too, like communication yeah. was a great. lot of setup. Yeah, yeah, it was. All it came setup. out at the right time too, like that and Oblivion came out, and um, they were those first next gen games that really separated themselves from the previous generation. Um, so yeah, that was in that crowd right there. I hope we get it. another one. Yeah, probably will. I, like I said, I just don't see it within the next like three. They or four need a years. break. Yeah, they're not going to release it anytime close to the division. You know, because mm-hmm. what was the last Rainbow Six Vegas two, and that was what two thousand nine ten. Yeah, you got a good point. And then the well, the Ghost Recon on PC, the free to play one. Yeah, that was recent, but yeah, they haven't. There hasn't been a, a really good Tom Clancy game in a while. So I worry Hopefully. about the division though. You know, I, I'm going to stay positive about it. I mean, I I think with how Watch Dogs, I don't, I don't want to say Watch Dogs failed, but I think Watch Dogs just the overhype has killed it. I yeah, agree. But it's not that it's not that same development team because the same guys that are working on like Far Cry and <gasps> are working on Watch Dogs. They're also working on Assassin's Creed. There's like a thousand developers in that Ubisoft studio that are just split across all these games, all working on it at different times. So they come up with this kind of format that's the same across all the all the games is what happens, you know. Right. Um, the division isn't from that group of people; it's from an outside group, you know, that's still part of Ubisoft, but it's not going to have that same influence. So I I don't think we have to worry about it in the same way as we would with a traditional Ubisoft game. My well, main worry is is the with like Assassin's Creed Unity and how the 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 graphical glitches and the frame drops. That's what I worry about. Right, but I I don't think it's going to have those same issues because it's been in development a lot longer. This isn't an annual franchise, right? At least yet, it isn't one. So. I gotta see more gameplay. I've seen some of it. I, I think it is a little overhyped, uh, but it is. We don't know yet. Uh, my, but my overall feeling for it is, uh, you know, I read what people have been hyping it and, you know, what, what the, I think it's the bar is set high for the game. Will it match it? That's, you know, I'll, we'll have a better idea, but I haven't seen enough of the game to really. No, but it, it should have a high bar. I mean, it's it does. Off the backs of Tom Clancy games, which overall, Tom Clancy games are good games. Like they, they, they're like kind of, They've been the top of their field for like every time they come out. Like Rainbow Six Three was the most fucking amazing shit I ever played because you had. It was the first time on the original Xbox you had um, voice controls and you could say open, flash, and clear. And when like the online multiplayer was so well done, and because they come out so like like it's a rare franchise. It's not. Like, it doesn't come out every other year. It's like Rainbow Six Vegas. Great game. Rainbow Six Vegas 2 was fucking amazing. But they seldomly drip out. And there's an expectation from Tom Clancy Games because of his name. 
because of the the IP. It... <clears throat> and this can be the first one that came out after he died, right? Yeah. The... This is going to be a big game. Aren't they doing something with the cloud with this game? Or I remember. No. They're not doing no, anything. It's multi-platform. You... Yeah, it's multi-platform, right? Yeah, yeah, it's multi-platform. Um, the main like things that are, I guess are sort of interesting are like the the tablet option where you can play like a support class mm-hmm. on tablet as a fifth player in a group. Um, there's also a lot of PvP where your group of five will go against another group of four or five. Um, and it looks like it's going to be a gear grind type game, kind of like Destiny mm-hmm. or Diablo. So that could get tiring. Hopefully it's got enough content in there to keep people playing. Yeah, could fall into the destiny realm where it's you know hyped up to be what you know something that it and it's is just and the treadmill yeah. it's just like Ugh, it's no 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 i'm sorry nothing can hit that treadmill never say never no 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 like they they have not referenced this game compared to star wars or the star trek universe or like they haven't gone that far no you're right about that they did with destiny <laughs> yeah like the, the, the hype won't get there's that. no clones like, it's Tom clancy Tom Clancy will has an, a reputation, and they've done an honestly a good job at representing it in video games. And if they fuck it up, they fuck it up. I don't think they'll Hopefully fuck it up, don't. but I just don't think it's going to be, you know, as as I don't think it's going to be game of the year. And I think that some people maybe have that type of talk attached to it. I I don't see that, but I have to see more. Like I said, there could be something at E three that makes my change my mind. You know. When's right, E3 well, again? I know it's in June. June Early 16th. Hand. June 16th. It's usually the, oh, 16th. June oh, it's 16th. the middle of June. Okay. June 16th. June 16th to 19th. I'm there. You're going, aren't you, Tim? Yeah, loving it. That's awesome. I, would have, I don't know if I'll ever come home. We'll just pack them out there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Stay with all the set pieces that they have. I'm going to see all that DX12 action. Good die. I think it's going to be a real fun experience. Might who knows? It might. Oh, yeah. I do think uh, you know. I think they'll I'll be, enjoy it. I can't wait. I want to go every day. Even I'll just go to the times you know because I know after the, the big conferences they have days where you play and stuff. That's to me that's great. I'll just walk around and watch people play, talk to people. You know that's cool. Yeah, watch because standing in line. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'd, yeah, I wouldn't. I'd probably would just talk to people. Maybe I would play one game, but. He'll play games. Yeah, there's always, they'll probably, everyone will flock to one, you know, Halo 5 station, but then there'll be some game that has some hype, and there'll be new games. It's like an expo, you know? Just go to the Fable Legends booth, you'll get to play a lot. I would think that would be available. <laughs> I think Fable Legends is going to blow your mind. Maybe. I'm actually really All curious about face. it. I want to play it, but the, uh, the guy, there's, there's not much hype for it. No, the guys under the ND, uh, the NDA or whatever, they're very uh, they seem quiet. positive about it. But they don't say shit. No, they're very I signed quiet. up for the beta. It's like a, a secret community or something. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> I even asked Aaron for that. I was like, "Can I get in that?" And I don't think he said. I don't even answer because I, think... I actually bugged. Uh, uh, what's his name? David Eckleberry, the not creative director. I think he's the 
general director. I forgot the name of his position. Mm-hmm. Game game director. And I, I bugged him on uh, on Gaff, and he sent me a message on Gaff saying, you know, as long as you <laughs> um, agree to the uh, NDA, I'll I'll send you a code. So we'll see if he actually to comes. Do through. it, but then I, but then I won't be able to say anything. Anyway. Bug it again, though. Even if... <laughs> bug him again. Seriously, I already PM'd him. I just haven't heard back from him yet. I'm sure he's kind of busy. I'll give you something. Game, so. Yeah, and that's why Ghost Recon and Fable are, you know, similar. So similar, so much alike. <laughs> <laughs> but you get back on track. Yeah, I think the division is going to be the closest thing. You're going to get to that good old Ghost Recon Future Soldier feeling. Because mm-hmm. Battlefield's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty's not going to touch it. No, not at all. It's Something about Tom Clancy games that just feel right. Maybe some indie game will come out and do something similar. That's always a possibility. I miss the old Ghost Recon, though, where it was just first person. They didn't show your gun. All you had was the crosshairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember I, that. I mean, when they moved over to the over-the-shoulder third person, I, I like the idea, but I, I just... It looked like, good. Yeah, it looked great. I just, you know... That was the first... Nostalgic. That was the first 360 game, right? When they did the over the shoulder, because the one previously yes. to that, yeah, I, I like the crosshairs. It was it was vast warfighter. Yes, I was. I love that game. I remember having. Can we talk about a game close to my heart? Full Spectrum War. I love Full Spectrum Warrior. <laughs> I never played that. Yes. Is that the one that had different camera angles and stuff that you had to yes, control? Yes, and you had to slowly. It yeah. was. It's kind of like point and click to where you tell your your, yeah. your squad to go. You didn't I actually control game. the characters, right? No, you, you actually just told them what to do. Yeah. yeah, that was a great game. I wish they would do another one of those. I haven't thought about that in years. It's crazy. It's a good question by the. Oh, the... Spectrum Warrior was awesome. Son of a bitch! Now I want to go play my Xbox, the original. <laughs> All right. Well, Alan, thank you so much for writing in. And keep sending in your letters at letters at xboxuncut.com. And, you know, let us know. Don't don't call us fucktarts, though. It hurt my feelings. hurt me deep. It's very so Maybe it's into... like a term of endearment, you know, for him. Okay, fucktart. It's like, oh, you cute little fucktarts. <laughs> I love you guys. Sounds like something Michael would say. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Shit on a dick. He's going to say shit on but... my dick, you fucktarts. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's talk about Upload Studio, people. Let's talk about videos. Let's talk about Minecraft. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you see how I did that? Because I made a video of my Minecraft worlds, and I was so happy. Which one? Both of them. What kind of video was it feature? It featured the worlds that I spent thousands of hours building. Oh, so your city? Yeah, both of my cities on both Uh of my maps. Yeah. Your stadiums and stuff? Yeah, I had to have all the stadiums. And I was able to use awesome transition effects. How long did you make the video after you like linked them all together and stuff? It was only like three minutes and 40 seconds, somewhere around there. Oh, okay, so you didn't like... But I I cut out all the like flying time like it would just be like (coughs) then there was an explosion and we're here at the stadium did you narrate it it? no no 
I should have. I can because <laughs> Upload Studio now has green screen. Yeah. You should find a beautiful poem that goes along with your with your city design and a recite limit. it. I yeah. should. It should be like I've wasted so much of my life playing <laughs> this game. <laughs> it would be like a suicide note. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's what I'm gonna do tonight. I'm gonna look up suicide letters. Oh no, that's not, that's not funny. Find one that goes with my map and narrate it. Yeah, it's a great idea, Dustin. Thousands great of hours idea. wasted. But uh, building this piece of shit. So what about upload though? Just I that like... you can link together multiple videos now, right? You can go up to thirty minutes now with video. Whoa! You can link. But you it. have to link can... the three ten minute videos to hit thirty, right? Is that how it works? Or can you yes. do a full thirty? Five minute, five minute videos. Six, oh, okay. Up to thirty minutes, six, 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 six segments. Okay, so it has to be five minute segments. No, but I thought it's like fifteen segments you can pop together. Yeah, I, I think you could do five minute duration. I'm not hundred percent sure. But... No, it's only up to thirty minutes, but like a segment includes transition pieces. It includes uh, anything like that. But you definitely could fill it up. I didn't. I, I like, like I said, I cut down a lot of my worlds because I didn't want to do like. And then I flew over here for ten. You know, I wasn't trying to do the order, and I didn't want to like get caught in like copyright violation by like mimicking their gameplay. I was just trying to like show people the set pieces of my world. But I, I could have slowed it down, and I could have like had my guy just slowly walking. From set piece to set piece, I guess. Yeah, the new suite of tools that they give you in Upload Studio is, is fantastic. Yeah, it's impressive. But it has templates now. It has uh, transition pieces. It has some really and screenshot really cool set stuff pieces. in them in the March updates. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's it, it's good, but there's still it, some no, weird no, 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 burn, 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 burn. It's great. It's no, P there's still some weird. It's, it's PNG. It's, PNG. it's fucking great. No, yes, the, there's there's the colors. The quality, could be better, a little quality bit better. Is, no, not even a little bit better. It's just it's just. just what are you talking right about? Now. A preview, though. That you can't exactly. Just, they, and and I just I hope they fix it because you're finding reasons to bitch to bitch. I'm not finding reasons to bitch to, these, to bitch. I'm thinking the, for, about the, what the happened at launch awesome. with the Crush Blacks and how long it took them to even recognize it was an issue and start fixing it. And it makes me worry that the same thing is going to happen with the screenshots and the color range issues. So um, the quality is really good, but you have to have your console set to full. full range. And then when you share it to Twitter, it'll look correct. Now, if it if you set it to uh, limited, which they call TV on the Xbox One, and you share it to Twitter, then the image will look washed out because the color range is incorrect. But when you share it to a friend, it'll still look correct. Um so it's or when you view it on your own console it'll look correct so it's a little buggy there so if they can fix that it's going to be perfect because oh, well. the quality is wonderful Insane. yeah would, it's very good i would like them to see like when you take the screenshot and after you save it i wish it would just automatically upload to twitter i'm sure that's probably going to happen but mm -hmm. i don't you don't they think so may add I, that think, that I, I think it's going to happen you could set it uh, of course i don't want people to spend i already want to be able to take it off my activity feed every time i take a picture well, again, I don't want to be spammed. That's the type of thing that that happens over time. People have those concerns, and they they say they want those wants, but 
all that stuff is going to be, you know, uh, to me, I, I see it you, giving you chances to modify it or how you want it. Like, it, it, to me, if you could just say Xbox, you know, share in the future. It could, if you said it, it could go to Twitter. I mean, that's not, you know, or just set it up right to Twitter. That's not out of the question. No, but it's like me and Vern were trying to check out this. Like, we were talking about the full unlimited. Mm-hmm. Uh, settings and we were trying to figure it out but the only way to actually get the photos to see what was going on is to post it on our twitter to link out to a bunch of people which we weren't ta- we weren't we me and Vern were the only people on the fucking planet going where's the shittiest possible fucking picture we can take <laughs> so we can see how bad this is we honestly did do that we were like okay let's pull, boot up dead rising right. 3 because that's our go-to crush black game that's what we let's do we're anal to th- <laughs> Let's run guys to the darkest the place in this fucking game, <laughs> and let's take some fucking pictures and see what the fuck happens. And don't get me wrong, that game crushes the blacks no matter what fucking setting you have it on, no matter what display you're looking at. But you could definitely, you could clearly see how it washes out the picture. Oh, absolutely. I just don't want to have maybe, to post out that. Maybe you guys can, because you guys have trained eyes, and I've always told No, to, anyone can see it. I understand, but a lot of people don't understand it. People will say, oh, those images it. look washed out. You'll see it. Yeah. Um. So hopefully they well, fix well, that. Well, what it ends up looking is like, the best way I can describe it is like... Gray. When you go from limited to, uh, to full range on a monitor... The full range of the monitor will make it look like there's a, almost a layer of static over top. Right. Because it's it's just, it's not able to, to really say, hey, this is supposed to be darker at this point of the image. Or this is supposed to be brighter. It just kind of has more of a static feel to it. But on a computer, not, no, on a TV monitor, that's fine. Because your TV's designed to show darks, that dark or that right, bright. Right, the TV has, it works it has 32 less shades of gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of the fifty, the computer sixteen has. on the bottom, sixteen on no, the top. Just kidding. I'll t- Unity looked amazing. I saw the NeoGaf thread, and some of the pictures they they posted, I was like, "Holy!" Those shit. are washed out pictures too, but the quality was really good. Yeah. I've just been going through Far Cry Four and taking pictures of wildlife. <laughs> See, I wasn't hip on the picture thing. Like, I've never been, like, I'd rather have video. I'm into the, like, 30-second clips because it's quick. You show some action. But you can I never really thought they'd the get quality, this quality. Yeah. yeah. I never thought they'd get this quality on the screenshots. Well, that's what's been taking so long. Yeah. And, like Vern was saying earlier in the podcast, The Order is, like, the best-looking game on next-gen consoles. It looks fucking insane. But the screenshot on PS4, like that people aren't taking from capture cards, look like Vaseline's rubbed on top of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it just doesn't do the game justice. But when you look at Xbox One, even with the limited range, like the, the pictures look like PR shots. It's like crazy. They're, they're beautiful fucking pictures. Now, to, to do PNGs, I heard more bandwidth. That's... One of the reasons why, uh, you know, because the file is bigger, I guess, than the JPEG. With yeah, because a PNG file is usually about fifteen twenty megabyte, while a JPEG is like three. Right. So I heard that that I heard a speculation that it just might be. For, They'll fix it though. Yeah. 
uh, you know, but I heard the speculation that that might just be something in the preview because when they get when everyone starts to jump and starts to do this, that's a lot of bandwidth. But they, I, I was reading that Zork. No, Park. but it's bandwidth they, they're hosting. They have the bandwidth, though. I mean, they they don't put any limitations on um, saves or anything when you upload those. Yeah. Uh, they don't. I mean, look at OneDrive. They give people tons of bandwidth to use. Yeah, free, yeah. So. But I Unless guess that's from 10, from Azor. They, they are hosting themselves. It's not like they're gonna go. Okay, let's give this file to Tim, and then he's gonna have to download all the files that we did to just put them up to another service. Like, they host everything. And the more people they can get on their service, the more money they make. Mm -hmm. And that's why they go with the better quality. Yeah. Do you think uh, Sony will follow suit or not not really? No. I do because they'll they'll eventually get – they they already have the raw data. They have the raw data. They can get PNG files. It's something easy they can do. Uh, I just they might have, have to... the, the the server space. I mean, they bought Rackspace, so they they're growing, you know. So well, that's what I remember somebody reading was that they they said Microsoft has Azure, that's why they can do this. Now I don't know, like I said, no, but like the system still can take the PNG file. Now they might have to do it some weird way where, <clears throat> even though Xbox is uploading everything instantly, they could just have it so hey, you want the PNG file, you're gonna have to use a USB drive. Mm-hmm. And we'll just copy the that's and true. give you the files like that. Um, they, it might not be as simple and elegant as the Xbox right. solution, but they'll get PNG files. That's a good solution that you just said. You probably could just do it to the USB and then handle it from there. Because yeah. already the USB files on PS4 captures are actually way better than their uploads anyway. Well, and for save files, you can only upload a, uh, up to one gigabyte of data. To the cloud to to sync yeah, with your save. Yeah, that's true. And and people who don't have a PS Plus account like can't use it at all. And that's even if you're sharing it with someone in your household, they still can't even use the upload um, space yeah. for a save. So Sony's pretty stingy with their bandwidth. For all the things people say about PSN being better than Xbox Live, this is not one of them. No one says PSN is better than Xbox Live. Are you kidding me? Hip-hop gamer says it. A lot of people do, yeah. Burn. A lot of people do. Just no because one, no they one have in their better right games than PSN No one in their right mind amazing because I can play better. all these great games. The people and who say Xbox that Live are people who only have me. PS4, and they just want to feel better about their online infrastructure. The online infrastructure on Xbox is great. Even if you don't have an Xbox Live account, but that you friends, get unlimited cloud storage. That. I think that's a server what friends? The so friends keep falling off, you know, dropping. Yeah, yeah. No, all that stuff is going to get fixed. It's just taking, it's annoying. I'll agree with you there. I'm sorry, I had a message to But yeah, screenshots. For some reason you got, uh, awesome. you got muffled, Tim. All right. What's the next news article? World of Tanks! It's coming to Xbox One. I know Jason's extremely <clears throat> excited excited about this game. I never played it. What? I've never played it. It's very interesting. They're actually going to allow Xbox One players and Xbox Three players, Xbox 360 players, yeah, they're share servers. to play with each other. That's great. That is Cross-platform. Cool. And they're going to keep the games up to date with one another. It's still free which, to play, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
I'm free to play. I just don't play. As long as you have a gold membership to play, it's a good game. I've played it on PC and 360, and I enjoyed it. But I've never gotten really into it, like probably Jason has. Jason and his friends are really into it. Mm -hmm. Like their fucking World of Tanks is. What's the game? Insane, great game. I just find it interesting they're allowing 360 and Xbox One (laughs) players to play with each other. I'm curious how they deal with the voice chat since the, since both systems use totally different uh, voice chat settings. Now, do you think it would be like, say like I was playing on 360 and you were playing on Xbox One, now would it be you and I on the same team or all the 360 people on one team and then all the Xbox One people on another team? That way there's no cross chat. Maybe that's how they work around that. Yeah, maybe. But we'll have to wait and see. I'm excited about it though. It looks cool. It's another. It's a good free to play game. They may have a, uh, the same codec for just voice chat. That's not party. Yeah, I could probably get away with that, and that's how you could have cross chat between consoles. Nobody's gonna be chatting in that game. Nobody. Private chat, party chat for the win. Lionhead Studios reveals a new Fable Legends character. She looks cool. Uh, it was... <coughs> excuse me, I'm talking my ass off now. Oh. Well, we've talked about Fable Legends to death. Uh, a fighter-wielding legendary broadsword called blah blah blah. It doesn't matter. It's just a female character. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's like, <laughs> just like a female barbarian. Yeah, I mean... I like the female Bobby. We'll have to wait to play. She's, I saw her. She has blonde hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tim's like, I'd tap that. <laughs> I'd hit it. And that's it for news. Other than, let's talk about, what is it, the Tick podcast? Oh, actually... Uh, Aaron Greenberg, yeah. Other than... Because that's where almost all that news broke. I was Are just going to say, say uh, the August Chris... trailer. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> tell me about it. Oh, oh yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I'm. A, I love Killer Instinct. I played Killer Instinct in the arcades in '94 and on the SNES, and you know, just I was worried that the character wasn't going to have much movement. But you know, seeing the trailer and seeing you know the movement, it, it's exciting to see that they took a character that's so big and massive and, and made it its own and gave it a move set and gave him interesting moves. It's just, it's just, it's just nice to see the iron galaxy doing very well with original characters. Yeah. He's going to be one of those, those top used guys that I predict. He looks sick. Absolutely yeah. sick. Kicks ass. When he does that, uh, when he does the elbow smash at the end, when he does the, uh, the ultra, I don't know if you see it. Yeah. He keeps smashing the person and the the brick, and then or the or the rock, and then he does a full fledged uh, elbow, flying elbow, and drops the guy. I was like, wow, he's going to be used. I don't know if he's going to suck or he's he's going to either be overpowered. Or he's going to be like you said, he's pretty quick, so he, he, I think he's going to be tough. I, I don't think he'll be overpowered. I think with the way that he has to regenerate his armor. And then when he has his armor, he just moves a lot slower. So I think I think they have a good balance worked out. Mm-hmm. No, but Killer Instinct, as a series, especially this remake, uh, has done a 
outstanding job of making even the smallest moves for every character feel impactful. And it's, true. it's it really helps sell that whole the Killer Instinct universe. And the Ghost yeah. Girl is fucking sick. I, yeah, I think that's scary. that's that that movie. I don't know. I don't know if you remember it. Um, I think it was a, a Chinese movie, a Japanese movie. There's a lot of Japanese films. That yeah, it's same type of Ghost Girl. Yeah, yeah that's sick. She's uh, that's. I want to see her. They're supposed to debut her at PAX. Nice. Yeah, soon. Is Very like soon. A week or two. I'm not sure when. I just know it's really soon. So. And then what is that? We get one more character after this? After her? No, I think two or three, right? Two With more. Cinder, Arya, right? After Ghost Girl? Yeah, it's two or three. I forgot exactly how many. We still, I think Cinder's next after the Ghost Girl, and then maybe one or two. After and they're gonna, they're now. definitely gonna have a special character, Battletoad or something. I, I don't want Battletoad for some reason. I'd rather have something like. No, nah, they said any guest characters would probably come in season like four. three. A four? No, no. They said it would be a four if they actually did it. If they got that far, I hope sounds they like do. three is what they're gonna definitely get to, and four will depend on the popularity of the game. Yeah, three, and then they'll send an ultimate edition. They'll have you'll have twenty four fighters for for fifty dollars or something. Probably, it, it, you know, after after that's all said and done, that's a pretty solid game going for Xbox One. You know. Yeah, I was very happy when they announced it. But, uh, just, you know, growing up, loving Killer Instinct, and, you know, the last time we heard of Killer Instinct was Killer Instinct Gold for Nintendo 64. And, you know, you figured after Microsoft bought Rare, you would think that they would have brought it back sooner, but, you know, I guess better late than never. Hey, man. I'm happy it's back. Yeah, I, I remember when Double... I've listened to that soundtrack I, a million times. Yeah, I think the problem was um, Microsoft wanted their own fighting franchise when the Xbox came out. I mean, they made a deal with Dead or Alive, but it still wasn't, like, yeah, eventually... It wasn't, it, it wasn't theirs. And then they... I think they worked with... Was it Ed Boon? Or maybe it was the other guy who worked on Mortal Kombat. Uh, Not it, Ed yeah, Boon. it was John Tobias. With yeah, that. Tobias. Yeah, yeah, they worked on Tao Fang. Yeah. And um, it it wasn't very successful, and I I would assume that that's what got them to think, oh well, let's wait on Killer Instinct, you know? Yeah, I think Tao Fang it, they did a lot of interesting thing with the character damage. I just don't think that the fighting mechanics were very good. No, I never did play it. Eh, I got it for free. I li- I thought it had potential, but like you said, the the, the mechanics were horrible. The fighting mechanics were stiff and. Yeah, but I you assume could that throw, scared Microsoft. You could throw somebody into, it. yeah, you. But you could throw somebody into like a, I remember you kept throwing them into the the bar or something. The the, instru- the environments were destructible or somewhat. <clears throat> a game I thought Microsoft would would work with Sega to bring out if we're going to talk about fighting games for a second. I thought I thought they would eventually work with with Sega to get Power Stone. That's a good. Power no, Stone. No, very uh, powerful. Yeah. Oh, that, I thought Sega had that. No, it was exclusive to Dreamcast. That's but right. It was Capcom. Power it's a big Stone game. Yeah, I always like that. Yeah, I'm surprised that they never went anywhere with that series. Maybe they'll come back to it eventually. Make some kind of agreement with the third, with the third <clears> company to make it exclusive, just to get it made again. But 
or maybe they'll open up some IPs to indie developers, kind of like Square Enix is doing right now at some point. I don't know. It'd be nice if someone could get their hands on Power Stone again, because that was a fun series. It was yeah. pretty po- popular, right? It was semi-popular. I don't think it you know, took off majorly, but a lot of people really liked it. Yeah, I don't think they were playing it at Evo. No, no. <laughs> All right, any more, <coughs> excuse me, any more news this week, guys? Or is... did you guys talk about Phantom Dust last week? Oh no, no, no. was it Dark Side? Was that <clears throat> the name of the development team? Yeah, that got closed. They were originally working on the game. Um, it's kind of he said she said right now because he, you know, it was an anonymous report from Kotaku, where one of the developers on the game said that up until the day it was canceled. They had been getting good feedback from Microsoft, thinking the game was coming along fine, and that it just got canceled. And they think it was from a higher-up executive that didn't really have any experience with the game who made the decision. And I don't know, it doesn't add up to me, because... But they still say it's in development. Yeah, well, yeah, the game is still in development, but the reasoning for getting rid of these guys, just saying, oh, everything was fine, and then suddenly they're canceled... I. There's got to be more to it to that, you know? Maybe they just weren't hitting milestones. Exactly. And I don't think it was some executive who said, oh, I haven't even played this game, but I'm just going to can this development team. I really doubt that because the person who would be making the decision on the top would be Phil Spencer. He's the head of Xbox, and he's someone who's actually very interested in this franchise and Phantom Dust. So is Ken Lobb. original Phantom Dust. Yeah, Ken Lobb. So is Ken Lobb. So neither one of those two would can this game and not know anything about it. You know, that that's what doesn't add up to me. So to, to me I think that they just didn't like the development. My opinion is more than likely that was it. They yeah, just they did just they, they discussed the it and you know, it's tough because you put people out of work. But I think Well like fifty people were on this development team. Yes. I know that that guy jobs. that guy tweeted that. But you know what probably happened is that Phil and they, they said we're not going the right direction. And we want this, and you know maybe they were getting resistance. And they said, "This is a business, you know that is part of business, you know." And and it's like I said, it's unfortunate people lose their jobs and stuff. But I I think that you know everyone says Phil's a super nice guy, which he is a super nice guy. But I do think that there is a little bit of you know business mentality with him where he was just like, "Well, yeah, you know what, we're going a different direction. I want." People who we pick, you know, it happens. It happens in all fields, and especially management. When you have something like that, oh. there's going to come a time where you say you're not happy and you move on. Well, even uh, what's his name, Thomas Mahler, one of the lead designers on Ori and the Blind Forest, he came out on Gaff and actually defended Microsoft quite a bit about a lot of the allegations, saying that in his experience, Microsoft's been very supportive and things have gone incredibly well for him. So, you know, uh, it it really just could have been a situation where they didn't hit their milestones and it wasn't a good fit for all we know. I mean, I mean um, yeah, it's unfortunate that people lost their jobs, but that's I mean, terrible. Yeah. You got to look at it in the sense that it, it's still a business, regardless whether exactly it's 50 people or a thousand people working on a game. If they're not hitting milestones or it's just not working. I mean, you can't blame Microsoft. They don't want to keep dumping money into something that's just not going to sell well, not going to be good. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Or who knows? Maybe they came across. 
maybe they came across another development team who was just a little more experienced and was a better fit for the game, and this is what happened, you know? Well, I so. can give you I give you an analogy. I mean, I used to play football, and then I ran a football team, played football team on Long Island, and we were a really good team. We went to the championship game, and I used to run the team with my friend. We had a good quarterback that took us to the, to the to the Super Bowl. We lost the team. We had all the top players in the team in Long Island, pretty much for flag football. But they wanted a new quarterback, and somebody came along that you just you couldn't pass up on. And you know something like that could happen. And you know when you make a decision, sometimes something's in front of you, your face, and you say, you know what, for the game, if we do this or go with these guys, we're gonna have a better game. It's kind of you know, a decision that you have to make. If you know, it's going to go either either way, but it could go. You don't know how it is, but I think that's the case here. I think they they wanted they found somebody better, and uh, they made a pretty bold move. But in the end, is the game gonna 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 be better? I think I think it probably might be. To be honest, they didn't like what was going on. Yeah, do you think I we'll mean, see anything anytime soon, or do you think it's or probably till next? Year probably not. Oh, they yeah. it's pushed back now. Pushed back. Yeah. yeah. They, you know, Phil, like I said, Phil and Ken are very passionate about this. So, you know, who knows? Maybe a hot shot developer. Something probably came up. And now, does that make Phil a scumbag because he had a deal with this? He just probably they probably maybe makes him a businessman. It makes him a businessman, and that's part of. Being, you know, a head of Xbox, so people can't oh, crucify him in my position. In my, man, in my, in why my they get opinion. their shit out on time too? Exactly. Well, maybe they had something in the deal to where if they, you know, they could, they had a certain amount of time to work on it, and then if they didn't, if Microsoft didn't like it, then they could pull the plug on them. Right, and it sucks that there's, there's fifty people that lost a job. Let me say, I understand that, but again, this is it's a business and. You know, you really can't make too much of a big deal because it's not a charity. It, you know, if you don't like something, you don't like a direction, it's not going. You have to do what's best for the for, for in my like when I was a football that I thought of for the team, and in this case for the video game, you got to do the best for what's for the video game. You don't owe anybody. You pretty much just owe the game itself to put out the best product for the fans, and. Um, no, it's, it sucks, but I think that... Uh... No, but at the same time, it's not like the video game industry doesn't fire people all the time. I hate to say, it's a volatile business. Programmers get tossed around like fucking... It, it's whatever. It's like, Unless you're... Anything creative, a... whether it's mm-hmm. video games, music, writing, um, comp- you know, any, all the, any kind of entertainment stuff, movies, TV, there's high turnover. You know, it's just how it is, man. And it sucks. Like, and it sucks. But at the same time, it's that's that's the industry we're in. That's right. what we cover. That's what we talk about. And it's not an easy thing to do. I'm sure Phil and 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 the team probably were probably it sucks because, like I said, when I had it, when I did it with when I draw my comparison and I did it to to Phil, who was the quarterback, did a good job, nice guy, great guy. It hurt because it sucks to do that, but you know you have to do the best thing for what's best for for whatever you're trying to get. You know, you know, get the best game, and 
in this in this case, I think that was I think that was probably the case. You know, nobody's gonna ever say it either. You know, they released a press you know release that they were uh, something like they were great to look, work with, but you know, you know, I'm sure that there's bitter people over this, but it is a business, and you know, it is what it is. All right, guys. Any more news? Well, Rare is coming out with two games, right? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty Aaron, big news. Yeah, Aaron Greenberg confirmed two games are in development at Rare Studios. So we can can we guess? Is Battletoads one of them? Yeah, it's gotta I, be. I, I don't think Battletoads is being developed by Rare. Why? I don't They're... know. I just don't think it is. Well, Steve Rules uh, looked at job listings, and two engines are being used at the company right now for their games internally. One is Unity, and the other is Unreal. It's. I mean, we know two games are coming out. The only Battletoads is totally unreal. The, the, no. the two we've the two that have been rumored. Well, Battletoads we know is coming because Phil Spencer is wearing the T-shirt. Banjo Kazooie is very likely because an insider at Gaff who is working on Crackdown right now leaked that news. So more than likely, I would guess it's Banjo on Unreal and yeah. Battletoads on Unity. So I think it's a good shot. It's actually being developed developed internally. But wasn't it? pretty much in it that it's going to be a new IP and there not... there may be a third IP in incubation or something that we don't know about. You see, I always thought mm. there was some developing something new, so I figured Banjo's yeah. one and the new IP's second and that an outside studio is developing uh, Battletoad similar to what Double Helix did with Killer Instinct. Yeah, it could, yeah. It could be could be a, it that could, could be, a be possible. We we know, we know Twisted Pixel isn't working on a rare franchise. Yeah, sure, he did though. say that. That, that. that was confirmed. I think it's Battletoads and um, you know, Banjo, yeah. Banjo, yeah. And I think Conquer, yeah. uh, Conquer's in the p- pipeline, too. I think that it might could be. be. I think that's IP already be in the yeah. pipeline, too. That's down the line. They're, I a think, big, they're a big studio. Yeah. But I think Conquer's, Conquer and Banjo are just slam dunks. I think both yeah. those games are just well, going to really... I Look, if they don't have the feature, me and Vern talked about how you had to collect the peas at the beginning of the game and slowly increase your resolution and conquer. <laughs> I'm not for it. <laughs> I just hope he's. I, I want to see that. I hope he's mature based because that's what he really was. Yeah. Kind of, you know. I, just, I think he will. I, I hope well, you so. cannot make conquer as a kid game. I think you cannot. I think you our piss idea. Off so many people. I think our idea for the game is the best possible idea. So hopefully they go with it. Conquer jumping through different video games. Yeah, through Microsoft gaming history. It would be such yeah. a good way to link together all these great franchises that, within Microsoft. Think about it. I just had an idea. You start off in Flight Simulator, Vern. <laughs> like, going through, like, loops. Uh, and every time you hit a loop, you gain fucking resolution. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that. You know, that's a pretty funny thing. That is a great idea. Start off fucking 640 and get up to 900. Nah, 320 by 240, man. Yeah, you gotta go original, man. <laughs> get, D- get DLC for fucking uh, 1080p. And just have them slowly increasing the resolution as you play. It'd be great. That would be hilarious. Well, eventually he would just have to break off the bar and just be like, fuck it, and go full 1080. Like, just like... Yeah, I could see them doing something like that where it's like Wizard of Oz where it's black and white and then when Dorothy gets to Oz and finally walks out the door, it's in color to yeah. where Conker is in the know, new walking age. out and it's, you know, full 1080p. 
I like that idea. That'd be cool. But just having them go through all the Microsoft franchises would be would be such a good way to make that that game that recognizes all of their characters and franchises, kind of like you know Super Smash Brothers does or Mario Kart. You know, um, <laughs> it would be a to way celebrate for, Microsoft. Yeah, RPGs. it would be a way for yeah. them to have that game that brings in all their characters, but not have to be a fighting game or a racing game, and not be that that ripoff game like um. Like the one for Sony was, you know. Oh, Battle PlayStation Battle All Stars. Yeah, All Stars. Yeah, ugh, yeah. that game was. It, it was all right for what it was, but I just it was too much like Smash, and uh, right. I miss Smash. Like I didn't get into it. It just I just missed it. So playing. same, same with me. I think it's our age. Just like we missed Pokemon, we missed Smash. You know. Well, before Michael had to drop out, he was telling us we we're saying Pokemon wrong. How did yeah. we say we yeah. said it? It's Pokemon. Well, it was like you were saying You were saying Pokemon. Pokemon. Oh, me? I was yeah, saying you were, yeah, you were, I wasn't saying that wrong, man. No. I got my I shit together. Like man. I say Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> like it's one... Yeah. You play some Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Pokemon. Uh, a part no, of... So you don't say E. You don't it, pronounce that. It's Pokemon. <laughs> it's just Pokemon. Pokemon. I can't... I'm, I'm in my head. I want to say it that way, but every time Think I... Think of it like a schwa, like an uh, Pokemon. So Pokemon. Just replace the E with an A and call it a day. Oh. Yeah. Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. I like Pokemon. We do. I'm sure I'll make it. Pokemon. <laughs> well, that's it for gaming news. What about... Unless anybody has anything. Yeah, no, I have uh, the... I don't know um, if you're going to discuss this, but the the Xbox is we running... Uh, Xbox currently... Uh, Shooting up the Amazon bestsellers list right now. It's at six. Oh yeah, it's doing well. Uh, they got a deal running: three forty nine, two controllers, both Unity games, and Wolfenstein for three forty nine. Well, and, no, uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. Wolfenstein, yeah. right? The, so Assassin's the, Creed Unity, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Right, the both Unity. Oh, right, the the two yeah. Assassin's, Assassin's, both Assassin's Creed. Creed games. Yeah, and then Wolfenstein and. Two controls. That's a good Stein. deal. That's a real good deal. <laughs> well, if you want to be correct about it, you can say Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. <laughs> Wolfenstein. 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 <laughs> it's moving up fast, but though. This is this is where I'm, I'm. I'm. This this bundle doesn't make sense to me. None of those fucking games allow you to use a second controller. <laughs> no, I did think of that. That is funny. <laughs> Well, I was thinking maybe not a single one. Not not none of. Them. Are there maybe... any free to play games? Oh wait, you can get iDarv for free. iDarv, so yeah, that's what I was killer thinking. Killer Instinct, yeah, Killer also. Instinct. There you go. You're good. <laughs> he can play Jago versus Jago, right? Or did whatever the announce... free character is. Did they announce last or next month's uh, games for gold yet or no? No, they haven't. No, not yet. I would love for it Rise to be Rise. If it, I think. Oh, that's such a step. If it is, <laughs> I would just love that. Hilarious. That'd be a really that's a smart, savvy PR move. I mean, things things to me are simple. Now, is there something there a reason why they don't wanna they don't wanna set the president of a of an AAA game? Because then they have to release more of them. Right. Um, but to me, that's just the perfect. I mean, that would really get the community going. Cause I think it'll happen at E three. It's a good call. Yeah, E3 seems like it could... I think we're going to see Tomb Raider, the definitive edition at E3. You just don't want to cock-tease somebody over a game that will not get a sequel. 
That's yeah, a good that point too. too. That's what. Yeah. But they should do one AAA game. I mean. No, I agree, but I just don't. Like, if, they can, if they know Rise is getting a sequel, go ahead, fucking make Rise well, free. Who knows? And fucking let's do this. Maybe. But if Rise isn't getting anything and no attention. What about Dead Rising 3? I think it's a good game. Well, they're going to still get their sales, you know? So yeah. maybe around E3 time, though, they'll start doing it. Like maybe a AAA game one month, an indie game the next month, and then maybe a year down the road after that, it'll be a AAA game and an indie game every month, for all we know. Yeah. So I'm, One AA a year is fair, I think. I don't know what, what PlayStation now, they definitely do offer a little bit bigger games. Like they had... Um, well, you're getting like three and four games a month sometimes yeah. because of all the cross-play games. Like, sure. I, I think in, in January we got uh, Infamous First Light, I, I think. Right. And we also got... Was it was uh, I, I know Injustice the that month too? No, Injustice was the month was December. Before. Yeah. Yeah. But uh I mean we've gotten some really They had good some ones. other like, game that I saw. Uh, like Rogue Legacy came out pretty recently. Right. Um Apotheon, which is pretty decent. Um and, the Swapper, and they, that's another good one that right. came out recently. So but there've been like a good like two two three sometimes four per month that you can play on the ps4 so it makes it makes games with gold look pretty terrible in comparison honestly yeah agreed if so they, hopefully if, they get that together i don't know if they, i think they're gonna i don't know if you're ever gonna really see on that level i think they, they sell their service I agree. On other I agree. on other aspects, but well, like you get, we said earlier in the podcast, like game saves, you get unlimited cloud storage for everybody, and it's not yeah. even a gold feature; it's just no, it's everybody gets it. You get fucking like you get so much stuff. They do <coughs> free movies. I mean, I know PSN mm-hmm. does free movies. They do free movies. There's a free movie weekend. I think it's almost once a month. Yeah, they have a free one right now with the uh, hot tub time machine. Yep. Yes. There you go. Saint delivers again. <laughs> I watched Hot Tub Time Machine the other night That's using fine, Xbox Video. Yeah, second one I don't know if I really care to see, but I agree. well, did you guys talk about uh, Universal apps and the background music that's rumored? I mean, we all know background music's coming. We don't have a date. We don't have a time. We don't have nothing to go on other than it's coming. Well, The Verge, The Verge had an article. The Verge had an article, I think, um, last week. That back uh, background music's coming. Universal apps are coming. So Spotify probably is coming. So I thought that was good news. I, I think it's going to be a, a announced at GDC though, because I had asked Phil in the DM and he didn't answer. So usually when he doesn't want to talk about it, something saving I think or Spotify, not Spotify background music. Okay, but I'm thinking Spotify. Is probably going to be one of those timed exclusive contracts with Sony based on no, what but seen. It, they could just release an app. Yeah, that's what like Sony's doing a whole store thing, and that's exclusive. But if they just release a Windows app that works on Xbox, Spotify on Xbox with background music, it's done. Yeah, but I'm saying sense. Sony may have signed some kind of to exclude them? contract with them. Yeah, I would. I, I would. I saw so. they did say because something. they made it seem like it was going to be like a, a timed thing from the way they were talking. I agree. I did. Re- I remember that their press relationship's release. weird. 
it was a weird press release that they left. They did yeah. say that it's it's because it's it was like we're getting rid of Music Unlimited from Sony and we're bringing and we're Spotify. using Spotify exactly, and it's exclusive for blah blah blah. Like it, yeah. it didn't make a lot of sense. It, it's like okay, is Spotify period exclusive or just this I, PlayStation Music using? I'm Spotify guessing it's exclusive. a six months to a year exclusivity yeah. kind of deal is my guess so we'll, we'll see yeah but well, like look as long as i can get some pandora going or whatever well that's yeah music. pandora in the background but like you say dustin if it is a windows app and it's just now transitioning because that's basically what xbox is going to be it's going to be windows 10 it'll you know, be easy yeah it's pretty much you know just it's all said and done it's ready to go yeah exactly But one day we'll be able to enjoy background music. One day, yeah, that'd be huge. And you know what? It'll actually be <laughs> good in comparison. I, I hate to say it to PlayStation <laughs> because I don't see them putting out background because they could have already put out background music. They could have had a fucking little app that just kept running with no settings and no ways to control the music in their fucking shit. It'll be they'll have it implemented in a way just like screenshots right. where it just works really well. Yeah, you could probably snap. It'll be high quality. You could snap it, and then then you un- you stop playing it. You snap the media player or whatever you're playing the Pandora player, and then you set it and you just unsnap it. It still plays. You know, pretty simple. No, but I could see something like uh, where you double tap the home button, it brings up that menu, but it also has artists playing. Use left and right on the D pad to change song, go to next song, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just all working fluidly like that. Yeah. Well, that's what they pretty much do. Yeah. You know, make it easier and easier. It's going to be very interesting. GDC is what, two weeks now away? Yeah. So we'll get next week, we'll get the games of gold. That'll be news. And it'll be tight lipped till GDC. That's the way Microsoft MO is usually. Yeah. And then Phil we'll won't, probably Phil not won't hear go much. on for four days. You yeah. know. And then we'll, we'll not hear much after that until like a week or two before right. E3, probably. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna. Oh, well, you'll sc- build. You'll get build too. At build, you, you get, get some... build, but build's gonna yeah, be that's all very, very solid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you get uh, interesting news, tidbits. Uh, Scream Ride is up for pre-order and preload on the Xbox Store. Demo's fun. Yeah, the demo was pretty fun. I enjoyed it a little more than I thought I would. I'm Me not gonna too. spend forty bucks for it though. That's too no. expensive, man. I'm going to get it, just as I buy it. I bought the order, but, you know, doesn't mean I'll play it. Play it! It's fun! I'm going to play it, probably. You can watch the play order. It. <laughs> It'll only take you seven hours. <laughs> I probably will play it. I have to see the graphics, you know. Why would you buy it and not play it? Come on. Oh, yeah, you're Tim Dog. Yeah, no. Well, he's trying to support the developer. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for Pacino. He, he, um, he blocked me, so I kind of felt bad. <laughs> I would have blocked you too, probably fire him. <laughs> well, when he's saying about bullying, I started, you know, tweeting. Well, somebody tweeted me into it, and then I saw you the bullying. the Tim Dog. That's what you did. And I was wrong, though. It was actually, uh, the comments made was Dana. For those, the comments yeah, about the Jan. Inter- Yeah, Dana Jan. So I thought it was Piscina, so I was kind of being a dick. So, But he's actually a decent guy. But I'm sure he he, he didn't like what I was saying about, you know. The, the order but i'll still i'll play it and I, I you know like i said i share my ps4 with bunga and uh he's he's gonna he I plays guess, it 
I come at it from a different angle. I know what it's like to be criticized. I mean, I spent a long part of my life just focused on singing, you know, and mm-hmm. you, you, I, I know what it feels like to someone for someone to just shred your work and things you put a lot of your time and effort into and really care about and probably bring a lot of your heart to. So, um, I mean, I'm a critic myself and I'll be hard on things, but I would never go to some of the extremes, some of the game journalists were going to uh, using social media. Uh, the All the reviews I've read seem to be fair. I mean, even the ones that are four and six out of ten, I may not twos, agree with the, the overall twos. score. Yeah, I may not agree with the. I may not agree with those scores. It was a two out of five, I think, right? No, it was yeah. two tens. It, it was, was a, a one out of five. Yeah, um, but uh, I may not agree with those scores. But if you read the contents of the reviews, there's legit constructive uh, criticism in there. And I mean, I, I agree with a lot of the issues people have with the game. I mean, it, it, it's very flawed. But to see people on Twitter that are journalists that have working relationships with publishers and developers making fun of the game with each other that bothers me um that's not what they should be doing i, I don't agree with that they should but, be neutral they should be neutral you're right um but, and we saw it we saw it with assassin's creed unity we saw mm-hmm. it with drive club we saw it with master chief collection uh we saw it with nearly everything that came out of the xbox one launch and mm-hmm. that that attitude needs to end. I think it's just coming up a little more right now because there's more Sony fans out there because it's the better selling console worldwide right now. But, so now but it also sells though. Yeah. Yeah. But they're starting to see, they're starting to see it from their, from their own side now. Right. Fanboys, you know, they got they, a they big taste of it. When they were, yes. Yeah. They didn't see it when, when they were the ones joining in against right. other games. Right. Well, Rise was, you know? Rise was a direct parallel to this. No, but this was kind of the, Honestly, this was Xbox and Nintendo fans going, are you really fucking serious about this $100 fucking steak comment? Oh, yeah. I'm the one who posted that thread on Gaff that blew up. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, that was a great thread. Like, if, if, if this was an Xbox or Nintendo game, you would be making fun of us like fucking nonstop, and you have all these people defending. It was like, a dumb fucking... comment, just like you know Yusuf Medi made a bunch of dumb comments. Yeah. Oh, no, no, know? definitely <laughs> the hundred dollar steak. Yeah, it was. Uh, no, no, but this is this is a year. This is like two years of rage from Nintendo and Xbox fans going. We got them. Exactly, <laughs> people true. are fucking defending the shit out and of that's... this. Let's fucking we got but, like this game's gonna what, be fucking awful. That's what bothered like, me. You're, you're, it, tr- you're trying to tell me this this but, is cinematic, but the, and you're fucking cutting off my listen, screen. Listen, if that like, play and through, I'm walking listen, from no, cutscene to cutscene, and like if this was any other game, if this was yes. Rise Son of Rome, you fucking castrized uh-huh. it because there wasn't enough listen, different fucking player models in Rise Son of Rome. Listen, even though every other game only has fucking five what, different dude, enemies that you always dude fight. relax. Wait a second. I agree. You know, I agree. That's why. <laughs> the i guess this amount of hate is coming out right now it's pent up but you you know what it's it's still wrong i don't like it just like i didn't like it when i understand people ganging up on the xbox games i liked and developers i like so i i I don't think it should happen i and it's something that's becoming very very common within the industry and within fanboys you know and now they're out for blood too though but that's what happened it's just a vicious cycle and you know i'm you know you guys know my twitter and I'm and I'm always involved with this. I remember Rise, and you know what? And I've said it. Maybe two wrongs don't make a right. 
But I, ha- I had to point at what was going on in Gaff and stuff like that because I do remember what happened with Rice. Now, like I said, two wrongs probably don't make it right, but what's going to happen now is Quantum Break's going to come out. And then the same Sony fans who, uh, you know, want blood for the order are going to do the same exact thing. And it's just going to be, a, it's going to be a vicious cycle. And you're right. It probably isn't good for, for it, it's but not it, good it's, for gaming at all. It's not good, but it's it's, it's not going away. Gaming. No, but look, when we have stuff like the Order eighteen eighty six, eighteen eighty six, a victim of racism like blacks in America That's is stupid. Yeah, That's I agree. Pushing bad. the charge, like this is fucking retarded. The thing that I don't like hearing is that there, people will throw the term around bullying. And I think that's just, I, I, in my bullying. opinion, I think it's stupid. It's just, no, if somebody a... doesn't like a game and they want to be vocal about it in social right. media, it's if I want to say the game is shit, I should be able to say it's shit and not have somebody be like, oh, you're bullying, shame on well, you. Yeah, that, but it's but... not. If I'm going to spend 60 bucks on something I, and I'm not happy with it, where am right. I allowed to voice my opinion without offending somebody? It's true. What about making fun of it with other journalists, especially no, when that's your job wrong. is to have working relationships with developers and publishers so that so you can see their games and preview them and actually make money from doing that because that's your job. So right. that, that that really bothers me. That bugs me. It's not how it should work. No, I, 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 I do I think, think the though journalism that... Journalism bias... Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. No, no. I just think that, that you know, that Red went about it wrong too they they're, they they came Absolutely. they were wet behind the ears they're, they were they weren't used to this and it, and it showed you you don't say those type of things that just sped to the fire well, my opinion is if this playthrough game never came out and the guy's stupid achievement where it was 544 after his first achievement, I knew it was it was a short game at that point. But if all that stuff didn't come out and there wasn't this internet rage, I I think the Metacritic score would have been where it should be, where I should be too, probably somewhere in the low seventies because games do have issues. But you know that's what goes on. And and well, there's, it, there's another problem too going on right now, and there is a shift uh, with. Um, websites and magazines to using more of the 10-point scale than they used to use in the last generation. And we're seeing it more and more. It started with Edge a long, long time ago. I mean, like two generations yeah. ago, even with Edge. But we're starting to see other publications start to do that. Polygon is doing it more often now. Jim Sterling is doing it more often with his Jimquisition. Uh, was it Metro, I think, is doing that quite a lot now. And as this becomes a more popular thing, we're going to see a lower Metacritic score across the board. So we're going to see less 90s. Definitely. We're going yes. to see more 80s for the best games. Uh, the the average games are going to be in the 70s now rather than the 80s. And the poor or you know flawed games are going to be now in the 60s compared to the 70s. So, um, And that'll keep on getting lower and lower as more uh, publications start to use more of that 10-point scale. And they are. I mean, look at IGN. IGN gave the order a 6.5. That's one they don't get. That was one of the highest scores. Yeah. When that when that yeah. dropped and I saw that, yeah. I was like, oh fuck. So I mean, so now IGN is starting to use more of that 10-point scale. I don't think this, and I don't think this is just like a one-time thing. I think this is a trend. And I think this is going to continue yeah. to happen. Um, There's an it, amazing it, video. I know. I mean, it's truly amazing. It has Jeff Gertzman from Giant Bomb. He was talking about once, like right when he left uh, GameSpot before they merged again. Um, 
how they were switching over to a five point scale and how Giant Bomb uses a five point scale. And they use the whole thing. And the yeah, and the benefit to a five point scale is I, I'm totally for a five point scale. <laughs> I think a ten point scale is dumb. I think it's a terrible way of going about it. It's well, they use a ten point. They use half stars at Giant Bomb. <clears throat> No, Giant Bomb only uses a five point. No, but they use half stars, right? I don't know. No. I don't think so. They used to, right? No, I don't think so. They usually oh, three okay. is a six half... by them, and a four is an yeah. eight. I thought I thought they used half stars though. I, used, I thought they used like three and a half, four, four and a half. No, I don't think so. Would be a ten point. Okay, like the order is two stars. Yeah. out of oh yeah, which is a forty out of five. Yeah, which you know what? It, it's they had, and he can criticize it all he wants it's you know it's kind of it's a bad review well not a bad review but in his opinion a bad game yeah but i I think that (laughs) but that's the problem though some some publications nerfs the high end yeah some publications use does not scale and some use the the college grading scale where they think of like a bad game as a six and a seven is like a C, you know, and an eight is a B and a nine is an A. You know what I mean? Like right, they yeah. think of it that way. So, and that's part of the issue with Metacritic. It's combining all these different scales into one score, which doesn't really work as more publications come out and change their scores. So, I think they need that needs to be looked at and possibly switched to a Rotten Tomatoes type. Uh, aggregator where it lists things as positive or negative and when you do that then it gets rid of all of those issues and then you can say hey it's 60 percent positive that's fresh you know which is a, a great thing I, I think that just makes so much more sense and i'd love to see video games adapt something similar in the future but yeah that's my rant about the order and review scores no, I, I, I understand. I know that, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of emotion and everything put into this for, for the developers and stuff, and it must suck when the game comes well, out. Well, yeah, you, you got to remember. But people who say... For people with families, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, but like... But they a, should open. They should my set. thing about review scores. Like, if, if you have a review score, and I say it's a 5 out of 5, yeah, it doesn't mean it's a perfect game. It means it's anywhere between like ninety percent to a hundred percent really good. Right. But when somebody gives a ten out of a ten, that means that game is pretty much perfect. Yeah. And it's yeah. like it's like without a doubt, this is the most amazing shit of all time. Right. I don't like that review score at all. I think that's an awful but way of doing it. EGM was good about that back when they first started, about saving those tens for the really special games. Uh, yeah. Edge has actually been pretty good about saving tens for their favorite games, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, you look at something like GamePro, you know, and they would give so many fives left and right. So, <laughs> and the, and that wasn't a five point scale; they had four, four point five, five, which so it was essentially yeah. still a ten point scale. I miss EGM's good, bad, and ugly. <laughs> yeah. And Sushi X. EGM was one of the first video game magazines. Besides Nintendo Power. I love the game. No, but I think if you're going to do a numbered scale, I think a five point does a really good job. Because it kind of blends everything out. It, it you, You're not sitting there going, hey, well, if it was only a 9.3 instead of a 9.4, you know, I'm all it would have been an A. I'm all for getting rid of review scores and just being a yes or a no. 
Um, I like that. I'm all for that because, that, like I said, it it, it ab- absolutely goes along with the idea of a positive slash negative <clears throat> review aggregator too. So, if everyone switches to that, then Metacritic can't just average shit together and they'd have to switch. So, um, <laughs> isn't that kind of how Kotaku does it? Kotaku does it that way. Eurogamer yeah. just switched to that as well. So, um, I, th- I, like I think idea. we're going to see that start to happen because, I mean, you look at movies, I mean, some people do thumbs up, thumbs down. Some people do stars, you know, but there's so many different types of reviews that you have to have something like Rotten Tomatoes where it just goes from positive to negative. Cause I, I find Metacritic doesn't work too well for movies or TV shows personally, so. I think the problem is with review scores. I think every site wants to be different and have their own thing. Or they want to stand out by giving a yeah. negative review. No, but it, no, not just negative, positive reviews. Even like, that, Let's too. be honest. Fucking PlayStation was like all these weird-ass PlayStation sites when the order released. 9.5s. 9.5s. It's like, are you fucking serious? This is not a 9.5 like, game. Nobody believes you. This is a 7.5 like, max game. I, there's no way it's even an 8 in my eyes, you know? Like, like, the, like it, it just... <coughs> It might be getting shit on and deserve more credit than it's getting, but it's not a fucking nine point five. You're fucking insane. Yeah. I really, Burn, I, I don't think say? that Rise should be a six, though. In my opinion, no, Rise you're right. is a seven, seven point five game. O- Order is is a seven, seven, seven point five, just like Rise. Yeah, they're both in the same category, but I think for different reasons too. Yeah, but they're skewed by the negativity, Three, and, four and that's star where games out of five, that, you know? that's where Metacritic is not. I I used to I I am a proponent of Metacritic. I like it. I use it, and I do think it's a, a decent barometer. But there is definitely now but cracks in its arm. Here's what I would tell you: What if Metacritic was on a five point scale instead of a hundred point scale? What if Metacritic said, "Hey, you know what?" The fucking order is a three out of five game. That would actually make you go, you know what? That's not half bad. I could check that yeah. game out. Might not well, be Medic- worth my $60. That's Medicare true. That's there. not a bad. Uh, I, you're right. Three out of five though. stars. No, no, no. But I'm saying like it, it makes more sense it's to more go perception, five yeah. star than it's a 65 and everything. Like, I'm sorry. Dead or Alive 5 last round is not a 77. <laughs> it's not wow. that good of a game. It really isn't, but at the same time, like that's like it. You don't want to dress I, up. I think the hundred the hundred point scale is fucking insane. You don't want to dress up uh, Iain in the latest new swimsuit and watch her dance around. No, I'll be the beach. all right. I mean, come on, I'll be all right. <laughs> but let's say if they were on a five point scale, yeah. like if the order was a three out of five and Evolve was a four out of five. It doesn't make you go, well, the or- the Evolve has to be an insanely well, better game than well, the Order, or, like, the Order's that bad of a game. Let's put it this way, though. How many negative reviews were there of Evolve? There's six negative for the Order, and I'm pulling up Evolve now. One sec. Uh, Evolve has 102 negative reviews. No, no, no. Zero <laughs> negative. That was the user reviews. That's 102 yeah, negative. Yeah. I guess it would. They That's would have to try to figure out what constitutes as like negative and what's positive. You know, like how that goes together. Because like it has eleven mixed reviews, twenty four positive. Would probably be on a positive negative scale. Probably be in the high eighties or nineties. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, and by the by the by the scale that you described, it should. I think I played Evolved, and I think you're right. It probably should be in the eighties. It's right. it's a little skewed down for sure on Metacritic. Exactly, you know? and the order would probably be somewhere in the fifties or sixties. You know. Well, I'm just saying a five point usually skews games up. Yeah, it does. Like, it does. You're right. A three out and of I five think, star I is positive, be... which is crazy. Yeah. That a six well, out of no, ten. Three out of five, I would say is okay. Right, six but it's like three out of five. Yeah, but a six out of ten is horrible. It's very because good because you think of sixty as an F, you know. Yeah, it's that's that really is a good point. You know, you look at three out of five, three out of five restaurant. You know, you, you go you, okay. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Out. Six out of ten, you're like, fuck this, not going. <laughs> that's four whole points. What the fuck? That's bad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's yeah, it's an issue. It's definitely an issue, and it it's hurting. Uh, it's fucked I think up. It's hurting developers. It's hurting their contracts. Aren't too. you glad we don't fucking review games? I am. I'm but actually I, not a hard reviewer. I, I I think you guys would be. I, I, I'm not a hard we've reviewer. We've talked about it on the show before. If we were going to review, it would be alphabetically. It would be the grade school. Okay. Fucking, a, 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 B. Like it's a C. C plus. Because it gives you more leeways. Where, like, when you start saying D, it's like. You're getting a little grimy there. And like, E can fucking... Like, it, there's it's no just e, too shit. You don't want to buy it. <laughs> I think D would be like where order is. A D plus. Yeah. You know? It would be like a D. No. It would just be like, I give it's, it a, it's grimy. No. It C has minus? major issues. No, you guys haven't even played it. It's a C. No, but I still have played through it. No, Listen, no. Any game you, that makes you walk to cut to cut Yeah, to that's cut horrible. And doesn't let you even fucking speed up at all. Chat. That's a major problem. Is, I can, game game it's so C, true, though. When I think you of can't, C, I you have an average game, and it's an average game. But that, it has major flaws. It has major flaws. Every reviewer has talked. It about. does have big flaws. I saw the very major, I saw the like, great things. About graphical it too. things, not and just that's graphical. About it. There's some really interesting things about that game. No, it has gameplay. potential, and it's a good asset. The presentation. If they they could fix that game, and they could make that game a really good game. Problem like, just like Dustin said, I saw the playthrough, walking slow, cutscene, walking slow, oh, chapters yeah. didn't even, chapters didn't even have, uh, I'm not gonna give away some of the spoilers Play- with no, the no, bosses. No, 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 it's not giving away cause nobody fucking remembers when they're playing the it. The chapter- Two hours in, what has happened to that game? No. Everybody's like, I don't know, it's like I'm in a warehouse oh, now. It, it's a, it's a I just watched, it's, it's, I just yeah, watched three chapters in a row, yeah, I'm still a, waiting to play. It's a I mean, slow that's burn. gonna get like, killed. It takes until the end of the third chapter before things even start picking up. Like when I started the first two chapters or so, I was really like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna hate this game. This is not. This is not." How's the news. shooting mechanics in that game? How's it compared to uh, Gears of War? It's not as good. It's a little janky, and the reason for the main reason is partially because of the field of view and the the bars. I think they become an issue with with the cover with the cover system, you know. Um, yeah. Not, but not and just... the QTEs don't make sense where they put them. Yeah, the Q... even watching a video, yeah, it's just like why not, why not just fucking have them hit the guy and fucking call it a day? No, we got to turn. Well, that no, what QTE. I did like use the six axes to fucking open this, the door. No, one thing that was really cool about the QTEs and it did it well. It kind of like on, well, no, not not on. Maybe Walking Dead did this, but um, they would put the direction, whether it was you know left, right, up, or down, in that section of the TV screen. You know. Um, as well as a joystick showing the direction to push. So that made it easy to do the directional QTEs. The only QTEs I didn't like 
we're like for instance if you want to jump from point a to point b it was it felt like a qte to jump not just an actual jump you know what i mean right and also um there were a few times where you just had to jam x like three times in a row and it's like why am i why do i have to do this this doesn't take skill it's just fucking annoying you know and that happened a few times in the game and kind of turned me off but after about the third chapter, the story started getting more interesting. There were more weapons in the game, and the weapons were actually pretty cool. Um, there's one weapon that uh, it sprays a little of this like debris or something like that, and then you shoot a missile into it, and then it just vaporizes everything in that general area. It's so fucking cool. Um, and then the arc gun, which shoot, shoots like a homing lightning blast on things and just blows people's heads up and shit like that. That was really cool, too. And those weapons actually felt really good. They had a real kick to them, good feedback. Um, the All the one-handed uh, weapons, like the sidearms, felt really good, too, except for the, the automatic stuff. Um, but, like, the magnums and the double... the Like, the, you know, double-barrel um, handguns and things like that, those all felt really good. They had a lot of kick to them. Um, they... The, they snapped really nicely to the to the enemies with the auto aim and stuff like that. Um, so the gunplay was it was mixed. You know, some weapons felt really good, some weapons felt and eh, not so good. But I I gotta say it's not fair to compare any third person shooter gear to Gears of War because Gears of War is like the pinnacle it's of really, third person shooters. Like it, it but it does it. The, but this game so well. If you were going to compare this game to any game, you have to compare it to Gears of War because it has the same cover system. No, but like they, they say, well, it's not as good as Gears of War. Like what other third person shooter really is? Like it's. I don't think it's a fair comparison. Like if you said, well, I played the Division in this, and you know, I still prefer the Divisions, but. It's not half bad. Like uh-huh. that's okay, but like, I yeah, think the, probably the closest. It's like to saying, Gears "Well, this Uncharted book is fucking too. like shit because it's not like fucking compared yeah. to like a Stephen yeah. King King novel." Yeah. Like, no, no shit. Yeah. It's Stephen King. Like I said, the closest for third person gunplay, I'd say, would probably be Uncharted Two, but that's not even close still. Um, but I mean, the gunplay is decent. You know, like I said, it's 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 inconsistent. You know. Um, but yeah, like I had, I ended up having a pretty good time with the game overall. When it was done with, I really liked the lore. I liked the idea that hey, these it's an alternate timeline first off, which is kind of cool. But that it's this that all these guys are descendants of the Knights of the Round Table or some of the original Knights of the Round Table in the case of a couple probably. Um, and the whole idea is like the the black water that they're drinking is from the Holy Grail, you know, which is allowing them to live regenerate live forever and regenerate essentially um they're not immortal though like they can still be killed but if they get a wound they can drink the black water and then it heals them you know and the whole idea is when uh, a member i just thought they were drunk <laughs> when one of them dies um the next person who is taken into the order can choose to take that sir's name you know so like the galahad that you're playing in the game is the third person to have the name sir galahad throughout the course of the Knights of the Round Table. Um, so little things like that are, are really cool. Um, the overall storyline can be a little predictable in some sections, but I still really enjoyed it. And I liked how, on one hand, I didn't like how open the ending was. It did leave a lot of uh, plot lines kind of hanging. 
But I, I mean, it's pretty obvious they did that because they want to keep the franchise going. But it, there's a lot of uh, great possibilities for a sequel. And hopefully Ready at Dawn can take all this criticism, not take it to heart, but um, take it in a, in a good, positive and way use and use it and make a really great game. Because I think, I think they have it in them. Um, Look, this is what I want Ready at Dawn to do personally. Watch the, gear, watch the Cliff Blazinski playthrough. Listen to what he said, because he's probably the most qualified person to judge your game. And fucking go out, go beyond that, because fucking he, for, I think his for the negative his stuff, yes. Is, but they also have totally to play through. Spot yeah, on. Yeah, yeah but they true. also have to listen to the positive stuff. And no, he didn't shit on the game nonstop. Uh-huh. He he gave it a nice critical, like, yeah. hey, this is Gears of War. I can tell. I know this yeah. fucking scene when they're standing at the top of the steps. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I know this. But why the fuck do I got to wait for this bitch to come all the way up here and not give me a button prompt to let, hey, just wait a second. (laughs) Yeah, there's some serious design issues within the game. But like I said, there's moments where you're like, oh, wow, this game's so fucking cool. No, that's what I'm just saying. And then the next minute you're like, holy shit, what what were they thinking? They shouldn't. No, but I'm saying the developers shouldn't be reading Gaff and going, I need to take this to heart. But you know what? Like, no, you need to, the people you need to take to heart are your peers. And peers like Cliff Blasinski that has done third person shooters. And we know he's. He could do it perfect. Like he knows how to do them perfectly well. Like if he says, "Hey, you know you what? Know what? Get- Pop up your mechanics a little bit. Fucking cut down. You know, on don't the make me scenes. walk for a fucking hour and a half, and then fucking let me use a gun for five minutes while I start to get enjoying it. Maybe let just me to run. take the fucking gun away from me so that we can walk around a fucking room again and not do shit and just keep doing cutscenes. Don't do that. That's not a good gameplay design. Like that's yeah, the there, shit you should were, take and weak, work there on. There were weak designs, uh, issues. You know, <clears throat> I agree with that." That's I agree with that, but, but I will say I, I just I will say this about I it. Needs, I will say this about it. Needs to be more about their peers and not 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 the community because the community, like many people have said, the community doesn't know what the fuck it wants until it's give it to them. Like the you know Steve Jobs yeah, said, yeah, but it's, you it's have the most honest thing in the you world. You have to you have to listen to at least what they like and remember that and think, okay, we need to keep that in the next game. The things they liked, you know. That's it's important. It's pretty simple what to do to that game. Yeah, the things people liked in the order, the graphics. That's about it. Most people don't like the story like you like, Vern. Most reviews actually say the story's pretty fucking bad and bland and No, the story has issues. Slow. I like the lore a lot, though. I like the lore a lot, and I like the possibilities within it. The basic like plot points are, you know, been there, done that, uh, and it can be very predictable. But the characters are interesting. The actual writing wasn't like laughable or anything. It actually was pretty decent, um, and the voiceover work, you know, the music, the presentation, all that stuff was just great. A, they just needed like a, they needed like a top-notch creative director, like what they do at Microsoft Studios. They needed someone to come in and work with the team and say, hey, that doesn't work. Hey, that does work. And I don't think they got that from Sony, is my guess. It seems like they just never had that kind of relationship to make the game everything it could be. You know, they didn't have a Ken Lobb in there to say, hey, what the fuck are you guys doing? Change that. And that's what they needed. But um, I still exactly. have high hopes for a sequel. I do. Because, I, like I said... It's a good I, asset. Well, and it wasn't like... When I when I played Killzone Shadowfall, I mean, you guys all know, like, I shit on that game. Because it, it just really frustrated me. Well, The Order frustrated me, too. But when I was done with it, I still had I'm a good satisfied. time. Yeah, I was still satisfied. It wasn't like Killzone where I was like, oh my god, why am I still playing this game to get my $60 no, worth? You're right, because like, what Microsoft will do is like they're giving Gears of War to, to Black Tusk, 
and then they hired uh, Rod Ferguson. Like, they're like, you made fucking Gears of War, you know the direction, how the team needs to focus, and they're putting an awesome person behind it to make sure it works. It's not going to be just like, oh, this is our interpretation of Gears of War. Like they also do this that with Joe Stadium. Our... Yeah, Joe and Stadium. Ready at Dawn needed that because they have never made a AAA console game. They had only made PSP games with the, that were within other IPs, not even their original IP. So they they went in on this pretty blind, and it, it sounds. Well, like I don't. They didn't get I, I don't understand from, from Sony or from uh, Santa Monica Studios. You know, yeah, Sony and, just let them do what they want, probably. And, because what yeah. I I don't understand is, is that what Vern says, and when I saw the first five minutes of that playthrough, I knew that was you know you knew that that was not a good direction. You knew that that was a problem. Walking slow to a cutscene. I don't understand how these oh, people. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't understand how they don't too. see that though. Like, no, how are you putting is, out a game and you don't see something as clear as day that gamers are gonna have a problem with that? They're too close to it. It probably they, wasn't focused. Tested. Maybe they're not afraid. Maybe they're not no, afraid but to like be Cliff critical. Blusinski said. Cliff Blazinski said it perfectly. This is what happens when game developers just want to do Hollywood. It's true. I agree. If you mm-hmm. want to do Hollywood, this is it. This is literally going to be a little fucking little piece after piece. It's going to be all set pieces, and it's not going to be. There's not no substance to it, and you're just sitting there like, "Yep, this is what millions of dollars for five years will buy." Like you have beautiful skyboxes and amazing animations, and you have everything's gorgeous this is just game developers fucking coding non-stop and then there's no artistic guy in the back going you know you know it'd be fun if you know you shot something and the tile blew up or something you know instead of just walking through all this instead of just walking taking it in for freaking yeah the walking stuff was really annoying because um and another thing like the game wouldn't let you jump whenever you wanted to it wouldn't let you roll whenever you wanted to it wouldn't let you shoot your weapon whenever you wanted to it was very limiting it was like okay you have to do this at this time you have to do this at this time and i mean those are the design issue the the design choices that bothered me most and i was like well isn't this a video game why why aren't you letting me play right. like a video game and that's you know? what the well, it's $100 steak it's a $100 steak you're watching your friend eat mm-hmm. Now, when when the order was originally delayed, did they say why? Like, or do you think maybe the reason why it was delayed is because there was just too many cinematics and they had to add the QTEs in there to kind of? They were pro- no, I think it. probably just. I wasn't think what happened was polished. is Sony was dumping money at the order, and they were like, "This is gorgeous. This is going to be an amazing game. You have great." And then they played it. You have a great plot. You got great all this. Just keep dumping money in them. And then they said, okay, this is more towards the finished product. Sony played it and went, what the fuck is we this? We can't release this for a Christmas like, title. This isn't, yeah. but we can't dump any more money into this because we've already given you millions upon, like this is a hundred million dollar game. This is yeah, a very expensive actually, game. Actually, Ready at Dawn's not a big studio and they did develop their own engine. So they didn't have to pay any licensing fees for an engine. No, but for the amount of and art it's a and new IP. done in it. I know, but this this is a small studio. So they probably didn't spend that as had much money Sony as you dumping think. They of money probably didn't spend as much money as you think. They probably spent more money on marketing, from what I've seen. So yeah, I don't think it's even coming close to that figure. But it's yeah. it's they did spend money on it. Um, 
No, but this it is five years big... of development of nonstop dumping money. Right, yeah, but, but it's still and not but, that much money. Hundred million four dollars. Years of that development, like apparently. Yes, like that's Listen, look the hundred million figure is coming from Cliff Blazinski, not me. Yeah, but the fucking the, I don't know if, if anybody right knows what it takes to fucking though. dump. That money just seems like motion pictures go there and take pictures of doorknobs and get it all fucking done. You're not listening. The word is that four years of those five years were mostly developed toward engine work, and now Sony owns that engine. And they can use it for other titles, so it's not like it's a complete loss. So, um, I don't think it's as bad as you think about it. Like at least dumping money into it. But yeah, I think you're right. I think they played the game and they said, you know, this is going to get trashed during the holiday season if we release it then. If we delay it, it'll be coming out at a time where not as many games are out. We can get the hype rolling. And it'll sell well, and I think it will sell well because of that decision. And John, John, you call it a hundred dollar steak, okay? Just do that. <laughs> I I, my opinion, cool. my opinion is, is that no, the, no, of course, that not. it was a buggy game. Um, when they when they, when they had that damn, it was very buggy. Yeah, and I don't think, iffy. yeah, they, you know, they had a little like a court in a, in a stairwell. I think they made there was one impression that was making fun yeah. of it. Um, my opinion is Sony. Uh, didn't really expect this. I think that they thought the game internally was going to wow people the way it looks because it looks probably. They wanted the it most... to be the next Uncharted. Right. And again. It's caught up in graphics, though. I yeah, think. Sony got they caught have, up man. in this. They have. They have. And, and you know, the the, same, it is not a lost issues. cause because I could. If, if tomorrow we said let's make Order 1887, you could make that game. And a lot fix faster. a lot faster. You can fix so many things. You just can have gun. Listen, I I like the gunplay. I went when they when he's running away. If you have that for most of the game, if that the game was mostly that when those scenes you know of shooting and and those you know you know after each other and, and it, there was a story and cutscenes that weren't you know to the point where it was just too much. You would have a really Good game, and I think they're going to refine the engine. I think that a, a sequel will be will be what they originally wanted. It might It'll not be good. It'll yeah, be good. it should be good. To be honest, it's, there's a like I said this from the beginning. It's a good asset. It's it's a, it's an IP that you can build on, and they have to take criticism and they have to fix things. Like Dustin said, you take criticism from Cliff. He's the best. Uh, you know, he's, well, like I was saying, like your peers, take them. From, I don't want them to go to point. Gaff and then go. Well, we should not make a the next order game. We should and just don't stop. say people are bullying. Like, you. I think you should go to your peers, ask them for advice, and go from there. Well, of course they're like, going to make a sequel, and not a new IP, though. I mean, they've done all that work. You know, they can't just they'll make it too. They could kill. And it. you know what? It'll, prob- it it'll probably they could kill it, but that will be they're the sales. You know. They're not going to kill I it. I think the sales will be good. I think they, the they, they'll be decent. Good. They're, they're not going to be what... Amazon. Yeah, it hasn't been number one, though. It hasn't Probably. been number... It didn't hit number one uh, on Amazon, which I was... I think that it'll sell... In the U.S., in the U.K. charts, it's been number one for a long time. It has. It has hit yeah. number one. On, yeah, okay. yeah. And, and that... I mean, it's a worldwide console, so the PlayStation 4... Yeah, it'll where, sell two million, three million, you know. It'll it's be pretty good, good numbers. Do you think the people that were on the fence? Oh, nobody's buying it on the fence. Well, it's, gonna, it's not yeah. the issue is that it's not going to have legs. It's going to be very top loaded. Uh, 
uh, because a lot of people are going to play Anybody it, they're going to finish it, and they're going to trade it in. Be it. They're going to trade it in. A lot of people are going to buy the trade in. It's all going to be secondhand sales. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to tank in, in price and sales. I mean, I'm glad I got a refund. That's all I know. You know, I'm glad I played it. I'm glad I've I'm in. I, I played it at the same time as when it came out, and I can be part of that conversation. You know, with actually playing it. So. You said it took you seven hours? You Around before? seven hours, maybe a little less, okay. because I usually get about five and a half to six hours out of a controller. Um, well, you could have got 12 if you just stood there and looked at the scenery. I get about five, <laughs> five and a half to six hours from a, one charge on my controller, and I went through one charge and a little bit of another. So it was definitely around like six and a half, seven hours. Yeah, me and Vern were talking about that's how we're going to scale games from now on, how long our controller lasts while playing. <laughs> <laughs> See, I got like two controllers worth out of this game. I feel like it's good value. I played it in about three sessions. I played it for about an hour, and then I played it for about another three or four hours, and then I finished off the last little chunk after that. So, Yeah, I was following my buddy Coke Logic on Twitter. He uh, he was live tweeting as he was playing the game, and he said he just clocked in at just under seven hours. Yeah, that seems to be pretty typical, about six hours and 45, 50 minutes or so. Wow, we talked a lot about the order. <laughs> yeah. Xbox uncut. <laughs> it's uncut yep, though, yep. so you get to hear everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's our opinions as Xbox it's fan. Big it's big news. It's big news. It is big news. So it's the conversation right now. The only the only thing about the whole order, the thing like I, I keep going back to is when the developers saying they're being bullied. That it's just so stupid. It's bad comment. Well, yeah, they were being bullied because they put their fucking foot in their mouth. They did. Just shut just, up. You, ne- you let your game do well, the talking. Well, not just the state comment. It's like, it's cinematic. Like, it's cinematic, cinematic, cinematic. Fucking foot in your mouth. Just so you, when you never make that, you never make statement. Listen, and I remember Pessino, he put a, a post about how a reviewer finally was, got it. Yeah. Got it, and he got the game, and he was so impressed with the vision, and this and that. And I told him, I tweeted him, I says, you know, that's not common practice. I says, you, you, you know, I've never seen a developer talk about a game before it's been released. Yeah, that um, means talk- he finally heard someone that actually liked the game. Right, but you don't do that. You keep, <laughs> you keep your mouth shut and you let your game do the talking. And I, and, and I think that they brought a lot of heat on themselves with the stupid comments and stuff like that. I mean, they were very, they were insecure no, about the game. Overall- the real big journalist didn't say nobody thought IGN was going to give it a six point five. No, no, I like if you I read Gaff like before that shit came up, everybody was like probably eight. seven point five eight, yeah, maybe better. Like everybody thought the big publications were going to give it yeah. like fucking eights to nines, like that this was going to be like. It, then you had fanboys, of course, going, "Oh, it's not going to be that high. It's probably going to be in like like seventy. <laughs> we were saying like seventy two, somewhere around there." And nope. then when all the reviews came out, it was just like, oh, shit. And you just saw this fucking wave, like, tsunami of fanboys <laughs> come in and, like, just fucking start ripping the game a new one. <laughs> but, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> the fanboy wars we live in today. And yeah. Metacritic definitely uh, fuels that fanboy war. 
I think people can deny well, that Metacritic. Well, we talked about that before, but websites you know, do too. This stuff gets oh clicks. yeah, you know, it gets clicks. So it's and it's never going to stop. Quantum Break is going to probably get a little heat. I'm sure that yeah. there's going to be some. Think, not if it's really good. Oh, they're it's good be under the microscope, hard. But if it, though. but if they nail it and they make a fucking awesome game, it's not going to get hit hard. Yeah. I mean, Alan Wake was phenomenal. It was, true. And, it get, and it didn't get hit hard. It just didn't sell. No, no. But with the live action stuff and yeah, a break, it's gonna get you can stop be time. Very crucial, right? No, the, be all, very crucial. all the TV stuff though is gonna get. Yeah, yeah that's what we're worried about. Yeah. Do you think? They're but gonna this cut is what I'm gonna. Out, I'm gonna. No, t- no they're no. not gonna cut it out. And this is gonna be our defense. At least it has more gameplay hours than the order. Oh, it's going to have that's, a lot That's what more. we're going to throw yeah, out there yeah. every time Sony The one thing is, is that when you're walking and, and you're walking, I believe you can stop time when you can time shift. So that it, it adds a little bit like in Max Payne when you used to be able to you know shoot yeah. and, and, and do the uh, the Matrix thing or whatever the hell they called yeah. that. I just, uh, hi, Vern. Does that, what saying, Vern? I'm just talking about too. like when you're forgetting too though is that all the TV stuff is you don't have to even watch it. The whole idea is that the actual game you play is the heroes, and the TV show is the villains. At least that's what it right. sounds like from what he was talking. That's about. exactly so, what he said. Yeah. Now, is it going to be the TV show going to be similar to where it's like in like say like it's in like a Halo Waypoint? Would I be, hope not. Or is it in? Well, or is it on disc? No, it's on. It's disc. all on the disc. And what he said is, when you finish a chapter in the game, it unlocks an episode of the TV show. So you could play the game essentially, not even have to watch it. Yes, but you're not going to get as much out of the game because you won't know what's going on at the same time with the villains. I think. Mm-hmm. Now, will there be QTEs in the TV show? No, no, oh, no. It's you, just, you just watch it. <laughs> I, just, I just make it a joke. <laughs> now the question is, I like that you, one. If you just play the game as the heroes and don't watch the TV show, how long is it? If that's only seven hours, like the order, what? Well, maybe you're getting into trouble. No, but, but that'd be that would be seven hours of gameplay versus the but orders. Be cut scenes in three the game hours too. of gameplay. Yeah, but there is so, a lot of walking, slow walk uh, to cut scenes. Like yeah, I mean, like Quantum that, Break. That, yeah, it Watch could the be 15 the next minutes. game under fire. Yeah, it could be the next game under fire. But it's so. Remedy, so I don't think that it's going to be... I, yeah, I have faith in I, Remedy. I think, that, I think Remedy's a little bit of a different This is not dog. their first time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Microsoft spending tons of money from Remedy right now. Well, and it's been getting it awesome. delays, so hopefully that means it's to make the game better and get this stuff worked out, you know? It's probably good the order came out first because now they know what to how to react. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just don't say $100 steak. Alright. Yeah, no, no $100 steak. No, no stupid comments like that. No bullying. Like it's just a cinematic uh, experience. It's made Sam, no racism. Sam, Sam Lake's awesome <laughs> with the media. He'll be fine. No worries. No drawing parallel. Yeah. Look, racism. the hip hop gamer thing was just that's horrible. Time. I'm sorry. I mean, I like. I think he's a nice guy, but that's just. I we've well, had him on the show. I know. Let me, let me tell you. Let me tell you. He is the nicest. One of the nicest people you ever talked to. But he's just so over the fucking top. That's crazy. I heard he's not a good person to sit next to at Sony's E3 press conference. Oh, I bet. <laughs> no, it's probably terrible because he's yelling nonstop. Vern DM me. But, like, talking to him before we started doing the podcast and during the podcast, he was really He's an nice awesome person, yeah. He's a nice he's, guy. I'll give him nice that. Person. He's a nice you guy. Had him on. When you had him on, he's, he seems nice, but the, just the Sony Kool-Aid and <laughs> yeah. the way he talks, and it's just like, 
he's like, it's going to blow your mind. If they say what they say, what I know. And it's just, and he, when it came out that he said it was just like the CBS signed up for them to air the original <laughs> TV. Uh, TV shows. I was like, that's it. I mean, you made it seem like that Sony was going to have something revolutionary. Oh, no, no. He, he didn't say, rev- <laughs> he said it would change the way you look at gaming. Yeah. He That's said, true. think of the most amazing thing you can possibly think of, and then... Think yeah, he's done that, that all the time. He's just, <laughs> he must have been talking about HoloLens. Yeah, but, you exactly. Know, Maybe. Overall, that, yeah. that was yeah. a pretty a pretty bad statement, an illegitimate statement, you know. Vern sent it to me, and I was just like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. I put it right I on think my I Twitter. sent it to Vern. Once I saw it, I was like, I gotta get... I, I, gotta send this I to thought Eric, I sent it Vern. to you. So no, You no, sent no, it to me... You sent it to no, me, I and then I sent didn't... it to you too, Dustin. Maybe we both sent, I... it to, sent it to each other at the same time or something. Probably. I didn't like I saw it when you. it only had like twenty views. I saw. And I was like, yeah. oh my god, I, I gotta fucking start tweet. sending this. Shit out. I saw it from his tweet, and then I sent it to Tim and you at the same time. I couldn't believe yeah. it. I was rolling. I was just fucking. This is insane. And then his defense is now, uh, all you people who want Sh- Shenmue three. Um, do you realize that that's mostly cutscene and QTE? You know, so I I don't know. I just think he just came off. Except his... it's open world and you can explore the whole damn game. Yeah, I, he went over the top with that. You really, you know, that's embarrassing. All right, guys. <clears throat> well, differently from the show, we would go into what you've been playing, but for this week, we want to talk about retro gaming. That's why we had Chris on one saint. Saint, and like we're all getting old at this point, and it's becoming apparent. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm 29. I'm getting gray hairs. Yeah. Oh, I've I've been getting grays for a while. I'm getting grays. I get acid reflux. Oh boy, do I ever get it? Now, anybody in their 40s <laughs> listening to this podcast going, "Y'all motherfuckers aren't old." Shut the fuck up. You're totally You're like, right. We're not that old. I am. But the thing is, we're getting to the point in our life where we're like, there's these young whippersnappers, and they think they're playing old games when they play Halo. They don't know shit. They they don't know fucking jack shit about old fucking video games. They don't know what a retro game is. And you know what? I had to look back at it, and I have I have to admit, I think PlayStation 1 counts as retro now. I would agree. Uh, and we didn't even prepare for PlayStation 1 games. Nobody no. was talking about it. But I think we have to include it as a retro game console. I think at this point, you would have to put play- the original PlayStation in. I agree. I think Now, Vern said, I think it was you, Vern, that like Xbox is still like five years off. Five, six years. Before it's retro. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a little while. As Michael said Sorry. before the podcast and couldn't get on, you know, because it was Mike stuff. He was saying, you know, about twenty years. That's a good it's a good number for retro, I think. Yeah. Halo's getting there. Shockingly. Oh my god, I could never I'll never forget playing that in the mall though. <laughs> so we're all just gonna each talk about what our favorite retro game is or what's the deal. Well, I was gonna take it back, like we have different, like, there's different ways we can branch out in this. One, <coughs> Chris, I know you have a list. Yeah, I decided to. Your... 
when I was at work, I have a little bit of downtime, and I, was, I, I, I decided to sit down and really think about it. I did a top five NES, SNES, and Genesis, and I sat and, and thought about it. And I oh, kept, shit. I kept changing I'm sorry, my Chris, list. Chris, one second. I didn't ask you, and I feel terrible about this. S- Sega or Nintendo? Nintendo. I got one! Wow. I got one! Boo. <laughs> oh, wow. I got one! Fuck Boo. y'all, I finally got one! Look at him, he's cheering. It's still <laughs> one to two, but I'm, I'm, we're slowly getting Nintendo fanboys oh. on the show. Nintendo. He officially likes you better than me, see? Yeah, yeah. Ah. It's just, you know. He's an Eric fan, though. He doesn't I care. love Eric. I wish Eric was here, but I, I want him to chime in. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he sending him that message randomly? Just actually, he couldn't get his mic to work. Like <laughs> he was in the room before you were here, Tim Dog. Jeez. Oh, All right, one saint. All right. Thank you for being a Nintendo fan like me. I love Nintendo. Not so much anymore. I think I just I've grown up, and it's no knock against Nintendo. And I've seriously debated on buying a Wii U just to get. Realistically, just to go. No, but Nintendo hasn't grown up, so that's why they need to get knocked. Yeah, but I mean, for me, if I was going to give my list of top five NES games, I mean, I'll go from five to one, and I'll just go through the list, and I guess we can comment then. But number five is Contra. Yeah. Four, Little Nemo, the Dream Master. Number three is Batman: The Return of the Joker. Number two, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two, the arcade game, and number one, Super Mario three, which. I picked that, you know, before the 25th anniversary. That's always been my favorite Mario game. And Nintendo game, for that matter. Now, personally, myself, <laughs> I loved uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 on NES. Mm-hmm. That was probably my go-to game. I played probably more hours of that than anything else. Uh, I also had Ninja Turtles on my list. That shit's just amazing. You can't go wrong with it. The Legend of Zelda was fucking amazing for its time. Yeah. Um, and then Battletoads. I played the shit out of Battletoads. On I could NES. never get past the the jet ski part. Yeah, the first one I didn't either. Oh, brutal! Even with the game genie, <laughs> like like they give you unlimited lives, but I could still never get past it. Uh-huh. No, I got past it, but I was a game genie kid too. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a hard game, man. Yes, it was. Really but me game. and my brother put hours upon hours upon hours into that. Then Super Mario Brothers 2. It was an awesome, amazing little... And I know a lot of people are not a big fan of the second one. Oh, They're kind a good of like game. The, the original and the third. Well, the second one didn't... wasn't uh, wasn't a Mario, Mario game. Brothers game in Doki Japan. Doki Panic. Yeah. yeah. And they said that the original Mario 2 game that came out in Japan was too hard, which ended up being in the Lost Levels. Mario All-Stars. Well, that's on my SNES It wasn't list, that yeah, hard, too. I beat the Lost no. Levels. But mine are all NES. Games. Oh, <laughs> you have any NES games, Mark? Well, when I think of like my favorite retro games, I just think about the game in each generation that really stood out for me, or or that made me love games even more. Like for the original Nintendo Entertainment System, it's just it's such an easy pick for me. But it was Super Mario Brothers. I mean, it's a, it's it's yeah. a common pick, you know. But that was the game that made me. I guess love home console games at least. I'd already been an arcade fan as a child, um, yeah. But 
that game just really made me love staying home and playing video games and I played it nonstop and I can still pick it up t- today and just and just fall in love with it all over again it, it's timeless um after that I would if I Now the original or like one Super Mario Brothers Okay yes the original Super Mario Brothers not the original Mario Brothers with the you know hitting the pipes to turn the mm-hmm. shit over yeah that one sucked um, but uh, it's uh, Super Mario Brothers. Then, if I think to the next generation, it would be Sonic the Hedgehog two uh, for Genesis. Lo- absolutely love yeah. that game. You can already see a pattern forming. It's platformers that I love. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but yeah. that's that's also an easy pick. Yeah, like that. Yeah. that was the quintessential. It's game. just yeah, mm-hmm. it's just another game which it had great game design. It was. It, big like change from the from the first game it fixed a lot of the issues the original sonic had um after that um if i go to like sega cd i know a lot of people didn't have a sega cd i had one i love that shit um probably echo the dolphin i loved echo the dolphin there was a detective game on sega cd that was fucking amazing you're talking about snatcher i forgot what it is that the one where you had to find clues and shit and night trap Night, yeah, Night I think Trap. Was, no, Night yeah. Trap was the full motion well, video game where you had to trap people and stuff. Yeah, with you'd Dana Plato from yeah. uh, different strokes. Yeah, um, <laughs> you, you might be thinking of there were some you really might be good... thinking of Snatcher, which was the yeah. Hideo Kojima game for Sega so CD. Uh, Police Knots was the sequel that came out on Saturn and PlayStation in Japan, but never made it to the U.S. Um, but uh, for Sega CD, like I just love Deco the Dolphin, man. That music was so awesome, it, it, and the the sound effects were so like great for the time, um, and it was just a game that was just fun to play. Like, I didn't even have to have an objective if I was just moving that dolphin around, and I was having a good time. And that that's always the the thing that makes me love a game more than anything else is if the controls are just fun. Um, yeah, it's always fun to make Echo just jump out of the water. Exactly, stuff like that. Same thing happened to me. Which the next game I want to talk about is uh, Nights into Dreams for the Sega Saturn. Had this yep. had the same qualities to it. Um, it was just really fun to control the main character, and um, I think it's even it's alive in games today. I mean, Titanfall is that is the same type of game to me. Um, the traversal is just so much fun. It's it just feels good. It feels right. Call of Duty had that last generation too. Um, but that that's always been what's been most important to me, and and that's what can make a retro game still uh, relevant today, is if the the base controls are just fun. Um, obviously, you still want good level design. You you know you want you know appealing graphics and sound at least. Uh, obviously, that changes with with time, but some games can really still hold up graphically even if they're old, as long as the art's good. So. Um, but yeah, just if that core gameplay is is perfect, I mean that just holds up. Mario sixty four is another one that that does the same thing, you know. So for me, that's what retro gaming is about: is finding those those games that are still relevant today. Well, when I go back and I think of uh, the games I played and finished, um, pretty much all Sega. I was I was never into. I I mean. I don't even think I had a Nintendo. I mean, my cousin had a Nintendo, um, which I played on his, but I was always a big Sega guy, Master System. Master System. And Master Master System. System. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, my my top three, top four games that I can that I can think of right now. Sonic definitely was you know up there. Which one for um, you? Uh, pretty much the original and Sonic Two. I I like both mm-hmm. of them a lot. Um, I think Sonic Three. I didn't. I wasn't into. I don't. I don't think. It, I think that one wasn't it, great. It needed the knuckles uh, attachment to really make it the game it should have been when it came out. Right. Yeah. Um, but I I love the game Shinobi. Uh, you guys remember? Oh that. yeah, I'm a huge yeah, fan Shinobi of Shinobi. Which I ones did really... you love? The original Shinobi? Um, just I remember. Yeah, I I remember. I got all of them. I yeah. remember just playing that game constantly when yeah. I was around. I would call it. I would. Yeah, there are a lot of good Shinobi games. Yeah, I like Shinobi. Yeah, Revenge of Shinobi was Shadow my, Dancer, much and then Shinobi yeah. Three. Those were the big ones. Yeah. It was. I love them. They were definitely a Fantasy Star. Forget about it. I love them. See, I never um, got into that series. But I love. I, I, I never really Star. tried it. I mean, which ones did you play? Did you play? I all played of them or? all. I mean, I played pretty much more. Four Fantasy seemed like the most. Uh, four was very good. Uh, I just wanted to get into. Four. Yeah, um, but I loved. I loved. I played. You know, with Fantasy Star. I think I played all of them. Fantasy Star Three was good. So that that was definitely. Up there, and um, finally, uh, Space Guardian. I don't know if you remember that game. Space Guardian. Um, uh, uh, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not sure if I. Um, I'm, I'm what console? Right. It was Master System, I believe. It used to be a guy, and you had like a jet pack, uh, a pack, and you used to shoot the. Uh, oh, uh, that was Space Harrier. Space, Space Harrier. Harrier. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game I loved. I finished that. Oh yeah, Space um, Harrier. That's a classic arcade game, man. You know those games come to my mind. Um, I had Sega, a Sega uh, CD. I had uh, Sewer Shark. I remember <laughs> yeah. that game. Um, Demolition Man. I remember for some reason playing that. Um, but yeah, I was. Uh, you know, as you guys know, I'm a big Microsoft fan. I was really a big Sega fan. That and explains while, it, though, man. Yeah, and then I went to, for some weird reason, I went into 3DO, and I was, uh, loved the uh, Trip Hawkins. <laughs> yeah, you I, fucked up there. <laughs> <laughs> Road Rage was, I thought, was going to be, like, the biggest thing. I thought the graphics were amazing. Road Rash? Um, yeah. Road Rash. Was it Road Rash? Yeah, Road Rash. When you could kick the guy in the face with the, you could drive next to him and kick him off the bike. Uh, yeah, yeah, Road Rash. Rash. And um, get him with the chain. Jax, remember Jax? That game, yeah. Jax. So those are those are the games I think about when I when I, when I yeah. go back. I can tell you're a Sega fan because of your like that deep hatred. I mean, I didn't, even, I didn't even touch. No, Nintendo. I just know. I just know. Like, there's a. I mean, I, I don't see myself as a Sony hater, but there's this part of me that will never forgive them because I I, I look at them and I think you killed Sega. <laughs> that's, that's yeah that's just right. not, and they didn't i mean but the, obviously sega killed themselves they made a lot of really terrible decisions you know what company, with the, you know i know uh, yeah. but uh but all you need is a cd round burner and you were but i just think of dreamcast and how much i loved it and then it was, when playstation 2 came out that was it you know dreamcast was done yeah and then a lot of those uh, developers made games for the Xbox right after. So it was like, oh, well, I'm going to get an Xbox. Easy I'm not going to get PlayStation yeah. 2. I'm going to play Xbox because, you right. know, all my favorite games. It's going to have better graphics. And it's going to have all my it's Sega gonna games. It's going to have all my 
games. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of fucking. It has Shenmue right. too. Right. Shenmue two exactly, exactly. It's got Panzer Dragoon. It's got kind of uh, Valkyrie coming out. You know, Toe Jam and Earl's coming out. All these Sega games, which a lot of them ended up not even being very good. But um, they did put out a lot of games though. You look back, yeah. they really did. Yeah, it was lot. like it was like okay, this is going to be the new Dreamcast, you know. So that's where my and and then then I played Halo and I just forgot about all that shit. But well, Halo is a solo. <laughs> that's exactly. But that's where I, like I really got to Xbox, and that's why I, when I see you like being like this hardcore Xbox fanboy, and then you say you love Sega, it just all makes sense. <laughs> well, you know, it was weird though with the Dreamcast. Uh-huh. I, I that was a part of my life that I I kind of I guess I was twenty one and you stopped playing uh, games for a while. I kind yeah I kind of I remember I, I made my friend Sean buy it. I talked him into buying it and we played NFL K two K uh, whatever it was. And I never you know I kind of got my fix that way. Like we set it up, but yeah, it was a time when I kind of you know I, I I guess you know it was. You know, just kind of got away from video games for about two years, and then Xbox came, and then you know, Halo hit. Stole your life away. Yeah. You know, and then 360 came, and then I started, you know, getting more into it. Now I'm just fucking <laughs> totally into it, rabbit more than ever. Yeah. No, but online and everything like really took off with That's, the original yeah. Xbox that reaffirmed like gamers and i know we we're not considering xbox as retro but it is like a pinnacle point i think in the gaming industry where online took over absolutely and it it reaffirmed everybody's love for the video game industry like love it or hate it like people will talk shit about the original xbox and how the ps2 was better but the fact that they had a fucking network card and every single xbox and and a hard drive you gotta remember they're the first console to have a hard drive Mm mm-hmm and headphone, the and a headphone, right? And and didn't they have the uh, yeah? Headset? Head, well, no, uh, the headset was in the Xbox Live uh, starter kit. Yeah, right, right, right. I was a beta. The tester. 360 is the first one that had everything. Yeah, in the that box. was that was like that was magical, man. When I got that little beta kit, and I first thing yeah. I did was I put the new. I, no, it had that orange thumb drive, right? Like the little fucking yeah, um, yeah. To, to update your console, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the first thing I did yeah. though was I put NFL 2K in there, and I, I found a game, and I connected. I was like, "Hello," and he was like, "Hello." I was like, "Holy shit, we're talking to each other. We're playing football online. Oh my god, this is the most amazing thing I... ever. I never want to do anything else again in my life." You know, it was just that was yeah. that was it. It's so true. It was a beautiful moment. <laughs> I just remember... I think we all had that moment with Mecha Salt and oh, you oh, did. Mecha For me, it was NFL 2K. Well, remember the beta game? Well, what, a, what was the other game? Wasn't there one where you ran around hitting whacked. each other or some shit? Yeah. Whacked. whacked. That's yeah. right. When are we getting our Wax sequel? God damn it. When are we getting our <coughs> our classic Fusion Frenzy over on Xbox Live? That's what we need. Yeah. I want Fusion Frenzy 3. But I think we need to take it back. Need to take okay, it back. Okay, yeah. So someone else take it back. I talked enough. Because we could talk about fucking Xbox all fucking day. That's true. <laughs> Um, let's talk about Super Nintendo. Super is that Nintendo. well? That was your Super thing. Nintendo for that me. Was, your console, was yeah. life life changing? Well, not Super Nintendo. What changed? Like, don't get me wrong. This game was only released on Super Nintendo, 
But Donkey Kong Country is yes. the reason I am into video games. <laughs> that video, man. Period. That video. The fucking video. <laughs> and I don't even remember how I got it. I think I was like part of the Nintendo Power, Club Nintendo Power, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you get this fucking video. And it's just of all these cool dudes making a video game of Donkey Kong Country. And you're just sitting there like, Holy shit, man. I, I want to do that. Like, that's... That's the most amazing thing ever. And, you, you know, you're sitting there fucking with the tracking on your VS, VCR and trying to get that shit to work right. But you're fucking like, this game's going to be so amazing. The music sounds awesome. Well, the, thing was, like, the guys behind it are having fun. Well, think about the like the Saturn and the PlayStation were just around the corner. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. This is just SNES. Yeah. Um, and you were like, well, I'm not, I don't need those fucking systems. I mean, look at this Donkey Kong. This looks better than ever, man. This looks amazing, you yeah. know? And uh, I think that was part of it. It was such a big jump in graphics because of the new technology then, you know? Because it was all pre-rendered. Mm-hmm. So that was huge, man. But, but that, like, Donkey Kong Country truly is the game or the video <laughs> that got me into gaming. That video, man. Like, more than, like, just being, like, a casual, you know, I played Mario growing up. Like, this is the game that did it. Like, this is, you're going to be a fucking console warrior. Here's your fucking sword and your helmet. This is your ammo. Like, this is it. Like, this is fucking Donkey Kong Country. But, like, even at the time, I've said over and over and over, you didn't have console wars like you have today. You had, oh, my cousin owns the Sega system. I own this Nintendo system. And we fucking enjoy all the games together. It's so true. (laughs) You still had your temp post, yeah. but it was like, dude, you gotta fucking try Donkey Kong Country. This shit will blow your fucking mind. And then when I went over to my cousin's house, I was like, there's fucking six buttons on this <coughs> this controller? Fuck this. Well, let's not forget that it originally started with three. <laughs> About the Genesis. Genesis. The Genesis. The Genesis yeah. was three, yeah. Super Nintendo uh, yeah. started with six. Yeah. yeah. But you're sitting there, and it was just... Like, to me, Donkey Kong Country is a very pivotal game. And, I mean, that released in 94. That was I toward mean, the end but, of the yeah. console, yeah. Yeah. And also, at the uh, end of that Donkey Kong Country tape, they did that real quick tease of Killer Instinct. Yes. The original. And I remember oh. watching that with my brother being like, holy shit. Like, what is that? We, it's going to be on the Ultra 64, man. It's going to be like having an arcade in your home, man. <laughs> Rare is fucking you in the eye socket. And then you get home time. and you play your N64 and you're like, this doesn't look anything like this. No, yeah. never, we never yeah, touched though. the arcade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. What was the closest game that came to touching the arcade when arcade was the big thing? Mortal Kombat 2 on the Super Nintendo. Uh, I was, that and totally. That's, I that I is a say, very good answer. I was gonna say, you're Street right. Fi- I was gonna say Street Fighter 2 on the Super Nintendo. That was a pretty close to the arcade yeah. port at the time. You know, when you look back at it now, you can see the differences. But at the time, it was really close. Yeah, I remember it used to be cheesy, though. you get these ports, and it would be just like Mortal Kombat. It was so dumbed down from the arcade version. And then, um, I mean, Dreamcast was the one that made it pretty common. Yeah, well, I guess PlayStation kind of did too because the hardware was no. Similar but Dreamcast was the first time Namco where, games... in my life where it was like 
this is arcade. Yeah, but you got to think about the Namco games for PlayStation. Like Tekken and Ridge Racer in the arcade were very close to Tekken and Ridge Racer on the original PlayStation. And Soul Calibur or Soul Edge or the first one was. Yeah. No, fuck that. Quake 3 Arena on Dreamcast was the most brilliant idea of all time. <laughs> Didn't you have to use the uh, the face buttons to go forward and then the... Uh, I don't know. Nobody thumbstick? fucking did that. We all used keyboard and mouse, let's be honest. I used my I controller. I got good with it. And you still probably died way too much. I was much pretty good with it, man. And then when it, then when Halo came out, I was everyone was like, "Oh my god, they make they made first person shooters work on a controller." I'm like, "Dude, I already played Halo. I already played uh, I already played uh, Quake. It worked fine on the controller." <laughs> well, it was the first good game on a dual stick shooter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People would argue GoldenEye did it first. No, GoldenEye, you had to hold that stupid Z trigger to even like. <laughs> I know. Terrible. Pivotal moment though. Goldeneye was fucking. No. That was a, that like was my it. middle school. Man. I didn't like it. Yeah, Goldeneye was the first first person shooter that really took that off. I with, yeah. You know more people. You know, and, and couch co op. It you know, not really couch co op, but you know four player split screen. And the stupid one shot golden gun. Yes. We'd all run for that. <laughs> Beautiful gun. Alright, I wanted to go through my list of SNES games real quick. Yeah, alright. Uh, Donkey Kong Country, of course. Number one, without a doubt. <clears throat> Mega Man X2. Spent so many fucking hours in that game. I played the first one. I never played X2. I have, I have Mega Man X4, or Mega Man X. On my Three? SNES one. Yeah, I played the first oh. one. Of course, everybody's going to have this on their list. Uh, Super Mario All-Stars. Yep, number one for me. Yes, it is Nintendo NES games, but it was packaged all together, and it was this amazing set. It was all remastered. 16-bit graphics, remaster. yeah. Yeah. It was fucking wonderful. Um, <laughs> F-Zero. F-Zero was really for good, For me, yeah. was awesome. fucking amazing. And A Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. That's great. Without a doubt, is probably one of the... It's probably one of the best games of all time for me. It's for many people, it is. Yeah, for many people, it is. It's it's a very pivotal game. What about uh my my on any system? My by SNES the way. game like, that did is... it for me was uh, Final Fantasy II, which is also Final Final Fantasy IV in Japan. That was the game yeah. that made me just love RPGs. That was the one that did it for me. I played Dragon Quest on. I did too. I did too. And I played Final Fantasy on the NES too. But Final Fantasy 2 was when I was like, oh my god, they have stories in these games. <laughs> now, there's one other accessory I would like to Power talk pad? about. Super no, scope. fuck the third. No, fuck Super that. Scope. Power Glove? <laughs> oh, the power Super glove. Game Boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> this made it. Because growing up, I didn't grow up in the richest of households. Like, I was not told, yeah, you want to buy a Game Boy? Go for it. Like, let's go buy you a Game Boy. No, it was like, you got a Super Nintendo. Why the fuck do you need a Game Boy? So for me, originally, to enjoy Game Boy games, my parents bought me a Super Game Boy. So my original experience of Pokemon is on a 32-inch, like, fucking CRT TV. But it... It really brought a huge list of games into uh, my household because they were cheaper, and yeah, they were just blown up with a stupid border around them. But it's still just really good memories playing those. 
I still think Super Game Boy is ahead of its time. Because when you think about it, they somehow were able to get it to work with the Nintendo or Super Nintendo. You're putting yes. a Game Boy cartridge in a makeshift SNES cartridge, and somehow it just worked. It's brilliant at the time. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was kind of... What, what did Sega do? What was it? The Game Gear and... They they had like it's they had the played similar games. Well, like, no, they had fucking... well they had the Game Gear, but they they came out with the Nomad um, toward yeah, the end of the Genesis's was... life, which would use all the Genesis games in a portable console, kind of like what Turbo Express was. It used all the TurboGrafx sixteen games in a portable console. Those were pretty cool. Yeah, but the Nomad battery would only last literally like forty five minutes. I never played Nomad, so I played Nomad. I had one. Couldn't you buy like a battery attachment to make it last longer though or something like that for it? Yes you could. There were so many but what was awesome about the Nomad or even the game like all the Sega ones, they were color uh-huh. <laughs> and they had a fucking backlight. Yeah, but man, the viewing angle on the original Game Gear was like the worst viewing angle ever. You got some crushed blacks in there, um, Vern? No, no crushed blacks. But <laughs> it would just wash out to white if you looked at it from any other angle than straight on, you know? kind of. Let me tell you about this little thing called the Game Boy that was a fucking green screen <laughs> that you could barely see. No well, didn't the first Game Boy not have a backlight? And then that was like... No, it didn't. No, they didn't have a no, backlight. They had, that. And then they, they added it, accessories. right? They had accessories yeah, that would be a magnifying glass on there. and a fucking light on it. <laughs> the light boy, man. That was a big deal when that first came out that first year. I remember that. Oh, did you just link that awesome thing? It was fucking brilliant. But the Game Boy was a trooper, man. You could fucking throw the Game Boy down a flight of stairs, and that bitch would still fucking work. Like, it was the size of a regular red brick. Yeah. And about a solid, too. Yeah, that thing was powerful. Now, the Game Boy Color, that revolutionized handheld gaming. Wow. It was what finally memories? small enough. Huh? It just brings back memories. It's just like a, the Game Boy Color. I remember that, too. You know, just crazy thinking about it. And everybody wanted the purple one that was see-through. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, it, it really did. It was finally small enough it could fit in your pocket. Because the original Game Boy, you put that shit in your pocket, and even, like, fucking the grown man, would be like, God damn, this is a thick piece of shit, and it's heavy. But the Game Boy Color was nice, small, you could pop fucking Pokemon in it and not fucking notice it. And <laughs> I don't remember the viewing angles on it, though, but it was... What came after that, though? After Game Boy Color? Advanced. Yeah, Game Boy Advanced, man. And what was the perks on that? Smaller cartridges. Um, it was like having a Super Nintendo in your Game Boy. Yeah, it was like a SNES quality yeah. games. But uh, it still wasn't backlit until the SP came out. Yes. And the SP was <laughs> fucking amazing. That's the one I bought. I own both. But did y'all ever use the Game Boy camera? Talk about accessories. No. Never used it. it I was remember seeing awful. It, it was so awful. I used the TV tuner for the Game one. Gear and the Turbo Express. That was cool, man. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Yeah, my cousin had Game Gear and he had the the TV tuner. That was awesome. I man. remember he would. We would ride the bus and he would have it and he'd be watching cartoons on the way to school. And not to forget the Game Boy Pocket. Ah, wow. The what pocket the... was 
literally a Game Boy in a very slim design, but no backlight, no color. It was just a very small Wasn't Game Boy. Was there a Game Boy Micro, too? Yeah. I was yes, the Micro. micro. Yeah. <laughs> that Which was basically the Advance. The Game right? Boy Advance, yeah. It's a variant of that. So crazy. Yeah, but how... it had, you could, it had change, like, base plates you could change. <laughs> how we dealt with uh, these graphics. You know, how critical we are now. We were in, yeah. 24 years ago, we were playing on the shit with no backlight. Let just... me tell you about the Game Boy Light, the Pokemon Yellow Edition. Had no color. It was just a fucking <laughs> Game Boy. And it was like the most amazing thing to me and all my friends. Like, it was just like, it's fucking Pokemon. It's going to be fucking epic. <laughs> Uh, other than that, like, I can't think of, like, handhelds just got stupid. <laughs> I agree. I think handhelds have their place. I just, I think the only ones that can actually do it right is Nintendo. That's obvious. Yeah. The PS Vita has pretty much been a failure. I have one. I don't even know where the charger's at. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you could send it to it me. It sucks because the hardware is awesome, but it just didn't get yeah. the support it needed to be good. Memory card, you gotta buy that. You gotta buy that. It's and it's proprietary. Too. Yeah, that was a big problem. And the memory was just was it like for the thirty-two gig card? Wasn't it like a hundred bucks? Yeah, wait. Too when much. it originally, yeah, was it was fucking ridiculous. super expensive. But, it had an OLED, OLED. The first that was a decent, decent. No, but after the advanced, you had the DS. Not if you don't like crushed blacks. <laughs> OLED, OLED crushes all the blacks on that stupid thing. Well, it's because they never designed for an OLED, even though they had an OLED. Yeah, they were, they had an OLED, but they were using like a, a gamma curve that wouldn't work correctly with it or something. Because OLED technically has an infinite number of black levels. Yeah. And they just learned to use one. Yeah. Black. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, fucking Game Boy was the shit. But the DS, like, I know it sold more than any other Game Boy of all time. I didn't like the DS, really. Yeah. It was whatever. The 3DS came out, and now we got the new 3DS. Which is awesome. Which is charger. Awesome. How can they sell the fucking thing without a charger? I know, it's ridiculous. It's just how it is, man. That's just how I'm, I That's think stupid. Nintendo's just losing. Nintendo's, on, uh, I don't know. I had to buy a charger for it. It'd be cool. I never know. I didn't own a previous gen system. It'd be cool if they now, does the new 3ds work with the old the, the old charger. Yeah. Yes. Well, what about because I only have the original 3ds. So do they still use? It'll the work same with that charger. charger. No shit. Wow. It'll work with the DS charger. Huh. It hasn't changed. Might have to go buy one. The new 3ds is awesome. It's really good. Yeah. Way, but what's so different about it? Is it's it's not the 3d actually works. This is what should have released in the first place. Do you think they'll ever come out with a handheld again that's yeah. like, has, that can play Wii U games? We talked about the next Nintendo console will either be a handheld period or it'll be some ways they Hybrid. make the handheld their home console all in one. Yeah. Like, that's where they make their money is the handheld. Like, the Wii U selling got awful. Everywhere. But didn't, didn't the uh, head of, uh, or one of the executives of Nintendo, um, I'm, I'm going to try to say his name, I don't know, like... If it's correct, so if I butcher it, it's because I don't know. His name is like uh, Mimiato. Uh, Miyamoto? Yes. Shigeru Miyamoto. He said, yeah. yeah, I heard he said that they are coming out with uh, a console. 
I thought that was there was confirmation. He said that there's a console. In well, it's in development, but we don't know if it's well, a portable or if it's a home console. He didn't say. I would oh, say okay. Nintendo, if they were going to release another home console, it's, it, it, they're at least five years out, I would imagine. Yeah. Unless they do a hybrid. <clears throat> Which I could see, where you can play Wii U games, right? They might. No, but it would need to be a hybrid to the point where you wouldn't have to have a giant brick under the TV and you could walk around and play it. So maybe something similar to PlayStation TV, to where yeah. it just stores all your games and it's all digital? Maybe. I really don't know what they can do to like win me over. Like I at this, I own a Wii U, but I don't. They're think in they trouble. Can... They're 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 really out of the they're out of the talk, and that's when you know. Well, they're out of the hardware you know. race. Yeah, they're just yeah. not even just just making any kind of you know. They, they, I hate to say it, they're becoming in the console world. They're becoming irrelevant. No, but in like, I'm so glad Microsoft never decided to make a handheld. It was a good. It was the right decision. They wouldn't have done well. They would have probably been in the same position Sony is in now with the Vita, where it's just kind of like, like, yeah, it's uh... there. Like it's it doesn't do anything. Like fucking third parties will support it. Like it'll just it would have been a Steam client at the end of the day. Yeah. But I don't. To to get back to the topic on hand. (laughs) uh, Yes, Ness was fucking awesome. Probably the best console of all time. Dreamcast. Probably was. Dreamcast. Now, Dreamcast is not long enough, like of a generation. SNES had like hit after hit after hit. I still remember the the Super Nintendo commercials where they would say they would brag about having thirty two thousand colors on the screen at once. Yeah. <laughs> just being blown away, I'm like, oh fuck, Mario's riding a dinosaur. Yeah, but it didn't have the blast processing. No, it didn't. But. <laughs> So stupid. This that was pro- shit up. Okay, how how do I put it this way? Uh, <laughs> the Sega Nintendo era was probably the best era of all time. I agree. Like it was a wonderful time to be. Oh yeah, Genesis for- Genesis versus games. SNES. That was great. Man. Yeah, it was fun. I the the Nintendo commercials. Nintendo don't. Yeah. Yeah, those were the best. <laughs> Oh shit! This podcast is running long. All right, yeah. um, <laughs> let's. Does anybody have any more Sega games or anything they want to talk about? Uh, you know, I just real quick on Super Nintendo. I just you know again for Mortal Kombat two to be in as close to an arcade perfect port, and with how Mortal Kombat one came out on Super Nintendo, it didn't have the blood. The fatalities were toned down, and. You know, Mortal Kombat 2 came out in the arcades, and everybody's wondering, oh, will it have blood? Won't it have blood? And when it came out and it had blood, it was just. I remember my mom code, and my right? brother and I. T- no? no, not for not for Mortal Kombat 2. It was 2. the Genesis one, you, on the first one, yeah. you had to put the code in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I just remember my mom letting my brother and I skip school to get it because it was on a Friday. My mom was cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> my mom used to let me take off, too. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, mine too. We had good parents, I guess. I would just have to pretend I was sick. That was the big thing, you know. I would plan it the night before. I'm not feeling well. Well, that game comes out tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be a perfect time for me to be sick, right, Mom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. So you're sick, but you can still play games? Well, yeah. Uh, it's your your temperature is 98.6. Easy, right? Well, my head hurts. I don't sure it's not 0. 0.7? 
I remember I used to try to get it hotter. I used to try to get it hotter. I don't remember how, but... I put it under my armpit, and I didn't realize my temperature is evenly distributed. (laughs) (laughs) I'd put it by the lamp. It'd get up to like 150. (laughs) I'd be like, who are you fooling? Get to school. All right, Mom. See, that's not how you do it. What you always did is you got a fucking... Went over to like a sink, turned on the hot water, put it in like a fucking towel. And just heated it up enough. Like, just put it in the towel. Like, okay, that's good. I, I remember 100.6? That's brain dead, right? Let's fucking yeah. get it up to there. <laughs> we, we had the old school thermometer, you know, with the actual mercury in it. And I remember yeah. heating it up underneath the sink and it cracking and mercury and going down the sink. I never told him to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw it away and my mom's like, oh, whatever happened to that thermometer? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Shit happened. Mercury went down the drain. Probably killing people right now. <laughs> yeah. Little Mercury never killed anybody, right? Uh, nah. It's a great child it's toy. Dangerous shit. Uh, all right, let's move on to, just move on to the next era. N64 PlayStation. It's retro. We admitted it. <clears throat> wow. Donkey Kong. You're forgetting about the 64. Saturn. I mean, that was my console for that generation. Okay, Saturn. Tell me about the well, Saturn. I talked about Knights already. That was my big Saturn game that I loved. But, I mean, and that's what everybody remembers. No, no. I mean, the, the, honestly, the really big big games Virtual for me Cop. were the the arcade games. So, yeah, Virtual Cop, uh, uh, Virtual Fighter, uh, Virtual On, uh, Daytona USA, Sega Rally, Fighting Vipers. I mean, all those awesome arcade games, which I absolutely loved, and I could play for hours upon hours with my friends. So that was a really important console for me growing up. I I probably put the most time into that compared to any other console. Yeah. I mean, nights I got A pluses on like every single um, level in that game, and completely like perfected like everything. So um, that's that's a big game for me. I loved it so much. But um, I played a lot of Virtual Cop. Oh my god, I played a ton of that. It got to the point where I knew every single enemy was going to pop up. I mean, but that was a, it was a different time. You the games were shorter, so you learned everything about them. You know, it wasn't yeah. games were harder? Yeah, because they didn't tell you everything about yeah. them. Yeah, it's a different. They used time. to have those books. Remember the books, the strategy guys. Yeah, strategy guys actually meant something. Yeah, man, I can just go online and get a fact. Nobody taught about fucking. I hate, like, it's like, oh, Mirror's Edge, the strategy guide. So what do you do? You walk down this hallway about 50 feet, and then you're going to have to take a left because that's your only other option, the strategy guide. It's like, why the fuck do you need a strategy guide? Like, today's games, I'm sorry, you don't need strategy guides. Nah, you, they pretty much hold your hand. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we need to go back to the time of, like, we're not going to tell you shit. Good luck, motherfucker. Like, we don't need that anymore. We've We've moved on to a better time, but... We've also moved away from strategy guides. Like, I think the last strategy guide I bought was for uh, Elder Scrolls. Uh, yeah. What was the first one on the 360 that came but out? But that that Oblivion. has enough content yeah. to really need it. Yeah, I don't that was think the last I, one I bought. I don't think I ever bought one. I I remember the 14.99. I was like, what the fuck? All right, can I move on? To 64 and PlayStation era. Well, Saturn was already there. Saturn's the same era. You going to the Jaguar era? 
Oh, no. the Jaguar. You want to talk Alien about it? Versus Predator. <laughs> that was the only game that was worth a the damn. The Doom on that port was really good. And Iron Soldier was good. And Cybermorph was actually pretty decent. And Battlemorph was pretty decent. So, there were some okay uh, games. Yeah, that was supposedly uh, the uh, 64-bit. Remember? remember uh, yeah, they just specs? added the sound processor to the graphics processor. <laughs> and turned it into 64. So stupid. Yeah. Alright, so... N64 had Ocarina of Time. Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong was pretty good. Yeah, Donkey Kong was kind of just a... Mario 64 was... That was the game, yeah. Was the game. Um, Star Fox. Conquer. Yeah, Star Fox was big. I mean, Conquer Banjo. was big. Mario Kart 64. Jeff Force awesome. Gemini. That was... And people will kill me for not mentioning it, but... Blast Core. Uh, what is it? Not the, I can only think of the PlayStation game now. Fuck. Um, Smash Brothers? Smash Brothers, you thank Smash you. Smash Brothers, Perfect Dark, GoldenEye. I mean, there's a bunch of games in the N64 that are classics. Well, I mean, if, if we're going to talk about Nintendo 64, we also got to talk about the fact that it was the first console that uh, required an expansion pack. Yes, Perfect Dark. Had to have it. Yep. I remember buying Turok and then the expansion pack. Never played Turok on it. Goldeneye? I liked it. Goldeneye was awesome. No, but Tur like what Expansion what was so Pack amazing. was bundled with Donkey Kong though, right? Yes. That's how I got mine. I had the the see through green console with the expansion pack. Mm-hmm. And the bigger TV, so everybody came over to my house to play Perfect Dark. I never bought that game though, ever. That thing was probably the most rented game of all time at Blockbuster. I can't think of anybody that ever actually bought it. I never bought it. But, like, it it was all about Goldeneye growing up. Like, it was like, get off school, go to the friend's house, play some fucking Goldeneye. And it was fucking great. Yeah. No matter how fucking terrible that controller is still today. I was in college when Goldeneye came out, so... It was like a college dorm room type game, you know? Mm-hmm. Same. But Perfect Dark came out completely, like ripped off all the people that played Goldeneye. Went, yep, this is a better version of Goldeneye. There you go. Enjoy the multiplayer, and that's everything. What mostly everybody played was just fucking Perfect Dark. Until you hit, <laughs> like PlayStation. I think, like Final Fantasy VII, Metal Gear, first Resident Evil. Yeah, the first Resident Evil. Fucking I love that game. First Silent Hill. Great game. Silent Hill was so fucking freaky the first time I played through it. Yep. Right. Crash Bandicoot. Spyro the Dragon. Spyro was fucking great. Yeah. When that's begin- that was the when Naughty Dog finally became a respected developer was in the PlayStation generation. Same yeah. thing with Insomniac. With uh, Disruptor was their first game, and then Spyro the Dragon was what got them kind of a household name. So, I mean, both consoles had tons of fucking good games, but it was kind of well, a... PlayStation was when Western developers were finally starting to become um, 
recognize yeah recognized as quality developers um and then by you know 360 and ps3 they surpassed the japanese developers so But I think I think we're, that's it. I think that's it for retro games. Yeah. Unless y'all want to talk about I'm any other games. Tired. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> late. It's it's literally five minutes to midnight here. Yeah, five a.m. Yeah. comes quick. Yeah, but it was fun talking about those games. Yeah, I love reminiscing about old games. But nothing will ever beat the VHS tape for Donkey Kong Country. This ever. is pretty good, man. This is pretty good. It's a pivotal moment in my life in video games. Yeah. All the trouble started. This is the first there. time like you got to see behind the scenes stuff, yeah? It's when we yeah. first met Ken Lobb. Yeah. That was when but, I first saw like that there was there were people that got paid to test video games and my dream became to be a video game tester. I want to do that job. Yeah, it never happened, yeah. but <laughs> at the time, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Well, thanks everybody for tuning in this week. I know we didn't get the games we've been playing throughout the week. We talked about the order a lot, though. Yeah, but nobody played that except for you. (laughs) Everybody else watched it. Uh, I I did uh, mention that I've been taking wildlife screen caps of uh, animals in Far Cry. Yeah. yeah, I think think I'm going to take that up as a hobby. Well, I'll throw it out what I've been playing. I played Drive Club. Oh, you did? Yeah, I picked up Drive Club. Does it look that good? As people say. It looks really yeah, fucking good. I actually gotta see it. My brother just got it a couple of days ago. And he it looks loves really, it. really fucking good. Uh anybody that said it's sim arcade or sim anything, go fuck yourself. It is it's not arcade, a sim, yeah. it's an arcade racer. And there's nothing fucking wrong in this world with being an arcade racer and being good at it. Because one of my favorite no, my favorite racing game of all fucking time Cigarelli. is Project Gotham fucking racing. And Project Gotham Racing it's an arcade that's, that's racer. That's the wrong choice. Sega Rally. No, it's Project Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there's nothing wrong with being an arcade fucking racer. And no. it, it has no sim. Yes, they, they're cars in a fucking line and they race with each other. Doesn't make it a sim racer. I'm sorry. Get get the fuck over yourselves. I, I, uh, but I played Rezo again, yeah. and that's what my PS4 now is. It's a Rezo game. It's really machine, fun. I like the game. Like many other people. Um, and uh, I, I actually took a step into 3D gaming. Oh, you tried Super Stardust in 3D? St- yes, in yeah. 3D. That is fucking great. And then I went through the PlayStation Store looking for other 3D games to try. Trying to, is it? Yeah, trying to. No, that's not it. There's a couple. Oh, really? Yeah, but they cost money, and I was like, I'm oh, not wasting my money on that shit. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's what I've been playing. I've just been playing through Far Cry 4. I got that when it was on sale a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You like it? Yeah, I mean, I think Michael, a couple shows back, I, I thought I remember him saying that if you like Far Cry 3, you'll like Far Cry 4, because it's pretty much the same fucking game. And in a sense, it is. Yeah. But it's just in a different setting. But, I mean, I still like it. I like just, it's just a fun world to walk around in. Uh-huh. And then just the, the gyrocopter and the flight suit and I don't know, it's just, for whatever reason, it's just a lot of fun. Well, people, that's what we've been playing. This is what we do. And I'm going to cut everybody off because 
It's bedtime. It's three it's hours. Literally bedtime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And three hours. Been going a long life. time. And I know everybody. Hopefully, you've enjoyed listening to us. So please rate us on iTunes and subscribe to us and tell give us some feedback. Um, thank you so much, Chris, for coming on the show this week. We really hey, appreciate no. you doing it. Hey, not a problem. Anytime. I you know I've been listening for a long time and. I'm glad you guys asked me to come on. It's been a lot of fun just bullshitting about games. It's what I love. Love games. Love listening to podcasts about games and glad to fucking do it with you guys. So just to throw it out there real quick, you said you're an Eric fan before the show? I am. Eric is uh, a man of not a lot of words, but what he has to say, it makes a lot of sense to me. Okay. It's because we edit most of this shit out. Oh, but, uh, no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't edit him out. He just fucks he up his recording. Yeah, he doesn't talk that much, though. I yeah. like when he talks. Everybody does. Eric is, like, the number one like requested person on the show. It's like, could we get Eric this week? It's like, fucking, I would like Eric on this show, too. Like, it'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, please subscribe. Rate us. Um, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a person you hate. Maybe they'll like the show. I don't care. Uh, we just want more listeners. Tell them it's a Sony podcast. I mean, we talked about the order a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah we went on and on yeah. and on. Dustin went I off. think we talked to the order for like 50 fucking minutes. Felt like it. <laughs> it's like the But, scenes. I mean, honestly, we talked about reviews and video games and shit yeah. like that, mostly. But we'll catch you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tune in next week when we do a five-hour show. No. No, we're not. No. But please tune in next week. Peace out, everybody. All right. Adios. Later.